The recording started and David left. Where'd you go, David? No, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. All right. I'm going to win in court without a liar. Uh, May 16th, 2021, I believe. Well, I don't know if I believe, but that's what they say, right, Dan? <laughs> Daniel? Daniel? Uh, so, today I will be discussing uh, me, myself, and you become uh, attached, joined, joined her to government. And I believe a lot of people are suffering from multiple capacity disorder, <laughs> which uh, basically is meaning that uh, when you go into these venues or you're dealing with the government in any way, really, um, you're dealing with them and, and, well, they want you to deal in a specific uh, capacity, and that's usually as the surety and uh, <laughs> the, the, the fiduciary. And um, guys, if you can mute out for a little bit, I will, uh, I'll open it up here soon. So, um, Anyway, you're going in there. They want you to act in legal capacities, all right, under legal fictions or in legis personas or a corporate name, which is in legis persona as well, uh, as a statutory trust or a partnership or an S-corp. Any of those things are uh, um, legal uh, fictions and legis personas. And uh, that's the capacity that they want you to act in. Uh, anything you're doing in in legal, okay, is in an adversarial capacity, okay. They're looking for an argument, uh, but most of, mostly they're looking to join you to that legal person in a capacity that you shouldn't be um, joined to. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a, uh, so the judge will say, you know, next case state be uh, John Doe. Okay, are the parties in the court? Prosecutor going to go, you know, uh, their title and uh, representing or representing the state, and the judge is going to say, "Is John Doe here?" And if John Doe goes, "Yes, that is me," okay, he just joined himself to the illegus persona, okay, because the judge is looking for the legal person not the man or the woman, okay? They need the man or the woman to go, yep, that's me, and join themselves to that in legis persona, okay? If you do that, you're, uh, you're joining yourself and you're creating a disorder for yourself, okay? The judge is going to say, are you represented by counsel, Okay? Well, let me back up. So when John Doe goes, yes, that is me, okay, me, that's one capacity, okay, joined her. Then the judge is going to go, are you represented by counsel? And you say, no, I will be representing myself or being your own representative, okay? That's a second uh, capacity, Okay. But they're going to say pro se. Okay, they're going to they're going to assume that you're there pro se. Uh, 
and they would love you to take that capacity. Um, just a second here, because I want to pull up. If I can, where to go? There we go. All right. Representing as agent, me that for, that that prior capacity, okay, that inligus persona, is being represented by another inligus persona, myself, okay. So, uh, federal rules of civil procedure, Rule 17. I'm going to read this. Uh, plaintiff and defendant capacity, public officers. A real party and in interest. One designation in general. An action must be prosecuted in the name of the real party in interest. The following may sue in their own names without joining the person for whose benefit the action is brought. An executor, an administrator, a guardian, a bailey, a trustee of an express trust, there's your private trust, uh, a party with whom or in whose name a contract has been made for another's benefit. Okay? It's contractual trust. Okay? A party with whom or in whose name a contract has been made for a third party's benefit. Okay? That's a trust contract. A party authorized by statute. Okay? <laughs> the state. Or a bar cardholder. Those are also capacities. Okay, All of the ones I just mentioned are, are different capacities, but the ones that I just mentioned are ones that can sue in their own names without joining the person for whose benefit the action is brought. Okay, They can't benefit from the action, but they can bring it. They can represent. So a trustee can represent <laughs> the beneficiary's interests in an, in an action, is what that's saying. An action in the name of the United States for another use, an, excuse me, another's use or benefit. I'm going to say it again. An action in the name of the United States for another's use or benefit. Uh, <laughs> so that, that's anybody other than the United States, that their rules uh, would apply in an action, okay? When a federal statute so provides an action for another's use or benefit must be brought in the name of the United States. Joinder of the real party in interest. A court may not dismiss an action for failure to prosecute in the name of the real party in interest until after an objection, a reasonable time has been allowed for the real party in interest to ratify, join, or be substituted into the action. After ratification, joinder or substitution, the action proceeds as if it had been originally commenced by the real party in interest. Now, that explains your prosecutor right there, okay? They're not the real party in interest. They are representing a fiction, a legal fiction, a corporation, uh, a vapor, <laughs> an idea, okay? But they're supposedly the real party in interest, okay? 
And then they'll say, oh, it's the people, okay, or the real party in interest. But that's not, that's still a fiction. They have to have an injured party, element of a crime, okay? And, and they have to be joined to the case. And, and this tells you right here, the court may not, dis, may not dismiss an action for failure to prosecute in the name of the real party in interest until after an objection. So you need to, you know, there has to be an objection. Otherwise, it's an assumption or a presumption of the court that the real party in interest is represented there. And that's it. Nobody questions that if they're the real party in interest. Okay? After that objection, a reasonable time has to be allowed has to be allowed for the real party in interest to ratify, join, or be substituted into the action. There's the injured party, the real injured party, the one that actually has a claim. And this is why, you know, you go back uh, when I was young, uh, two people in a fight, if nobody presses a charge in a criminal action, there, there's no injured party. This, the state can't be an injured party. It's a fiction. There has to be an injured party. Okay, the prosecutors on behalf of that injured party, okay, would be a third party. Then they'd be representing an actual third party. But the people as a group don't exist. Two people can't even uh, figure out where they want to have dinner together. Okay, to say that everybody is joined to this is ridiculous. Anyway. They have to be joined. Let me keep going. B, capacity to sue or be sued. Capacity to sue or be sued is determined as follows. For an individual who is not acting in a representative capacity by the law of the individual's domicile. Where are you domiciled? Well, if you go and get a license and sign a contract, you're domiciled in your home in their fictional jurisdiction. Okay? And it's there by contract, another capacity. Okay? You're acting on behalf of that person, the enlegus persona. And if you're doing it without being at arm's length, you're a surety. It's you. So if they charge you and you're going to jail because you don't know what capacity to act on or how to how to manage these capacities anyway rolling on for all other parties by the law of the state oh, excuse me let me back up for a corporation by the law under which it was organized now this is where it gets a little interesting because if it says for a corporation a urine legus persona is a corporate entity just like a C-Corp, an S-Corp, an LLC, uh, a sole proprietorship. It's an entity. It's a fictional entity. It's a legal person. Okay? Same thing as an, uh, an individual who's not acting in a representative capacity by the law of the individual's domicile. Okay? Domicile. Where your home is. Uh, a partnership or other unincorporated association with no such capacity under the state's law 
may sue or be sued in its common name to enforce a substantive right existing under United States Constitution or laws. 28 U.S.C. 754 and 959A govern the capacity of a receiver appointed by a United States court to sue or be sued in a United States court. Receiver is bankruptcy court. Okay? Minor or incompetent person with a representative. The following representatives may sue or defend on behalf of a minor or an incompetent person. A general guardian, a committee, a conservator, or this is a like fiduciary. Well, I mean, again, this is this is right out of the code. There, what what is a like fiduciary? Doesn't even make sense. A fiduciary is a trustee, but they throw that in. Okay, <laughs> a like fiduciary. Okay which is also another word for a surety, okay? All right. Anyway, without a representative, a minor or incompetent person, which is why a lot of courts want to say that you're incompetent, okay, who does not have a duly appointed representative may sue by a next friend, and I've helped people do that before, or by a guardian ad litem, the court must appoint a guardian ad litem or issue another appropriate order to protect the minor or incompetent person who is unrepresented, unrepresented in an action. And last but not least, public officer's title and name, okay, can be a, again, we're talking about capacities of uh, prosecutors or, or, or yeah, prosecutors or defendants, okay? So public officer's title and name, they can sue in, the, in that public office. A public officer who sues or is sued in an official capacity may be designated by the official title rather than by name, but the court may order that the officer's name be added because, again, when, when their name is added, okay, they become a surety to the case. So, but if you want to go back through and read all the advisory committee's rules and all that fun stuff, look up Rule 17. It's an interesting, uh, interesting read. Um, excuse me. Could you uh, put yourself on mute, please? No second here. Don't know where that's coming from. All right. Anyway, getting back. All right. So a representative, and I want to get back to this, uh, guys. If you are, uh, if you could, just mute yourself out, please. I don't know who's... Anyway, all right. So representative or represent, okay, is a person or thing that represents another or others, an agent or deputy, 
serving to represent, standing or acting for another or others. Standing. So they either have to have standing or they're acting for someone else. Okay? Synonym is symbolic or characteristic. Okay? <laughs> A symbolic representative. Just like all those people out there, uh, legislators that are claiming to represent you, both your fina financial affairs and your legal affairs. And, they, and the, you chose them to make laws for you based upon their definition. All right. Represent. Be entitled or appointed to act. Okay. Be entitled. You're entitled. You're under a title. Or appointed to act or speak for someone, especially in an official capacity to constitute or amount to. That's what represent is. Okay? Be entitled. You're entitling someone. You're trusting them to speak or act on your behalf. So how could you represent yourself? Are you going to appoint yourself to act or speak for yourself? <laughs> it's a separate capacity. Presence, okay? Well, if you're going to represent, then you have to first present, okay? To make a gift to, to give or bestow formally, to bring before the public, to bring or introduce into the presence of someone, especially of superior rank or status, to introduce socially, to offer to show, to bring to one's attention, to lay before a court as an object of inquiry. In other words, you're bearing yourself to the court so they can inquire all about you. To bring a formal public charge, indictment, or presentment. <laughs> uh, to nominate a benefice. Might want to, I'm going to say it, what it is, okay? To nominate a benefice. Nominate is to formally choose, okay, a benefice. Benefice, a permanent church appointment, typically a vicar, for which property and income are provided in respect of pastoral duties, an ecclesiastical agent, representative of a religious community to which tithes belong, okay? So present also means that you are formally choosing a permanent church appointment, okay? They're acting in a ministerial way, okay? It's an act. It's a play. There are many different persons involved. And, and, and if you say that you're me and or myself, you're joining yourself to it as a surety. Give me one second here because I've got a couple of other things I wanted to. Hello. All right. So uh, present is to aim, is also it also means to aim, point, or direct 
so as to face something or in a particular direction. To act the part of, to perform. <laughs> That's what you're doing when you're presenting. You're acting in their play. Okay? You're, you're acting a part of, and you're there to perform for them. You act in the wrong capacity. <laughs> you're going to be performing financially or, or by kind of, uh, you know, in a cage or being used, uh, uh, you know, for uh, public services and paying for that on top of it. All right. Constituting the one actually involved, present, at hand, or being considered of or relating to, okay, the legal instrument or other writing in which these words are used. So present, uh, presentment, okay, a lot of these words should be coming together if you've been studying at all. Uh, this, this is some um, that we've talked about it a lot in the past um, about the Inligus persona and uh, just this time getting into it a little bit more about how it, how it, you know, you get stuck in these different capacities and these different statuses. Um, <laughs> and most people... Uh, we'll, we'll jump right into a bunch of them, not knowing uh, what, they're, what they're giving up or, or how to manage that at arm's length. And it's what causes a lot of the problems in the court. All right, so me, okay, defined is used by, the, by a speaker <laughs> to refer to themselves as the object of a preposition, Okay learning John Doe, and usually preceding a noun or pronoun and expressing a relation to another word, John Doe, your name, your actual, uh, you know, uh, the upper lowercase, okay? Me, okay, what they're trying to say, yeah, that's me, I'm John Doe, is where they trick you in court to join yourself to that name and become a surety. Myself, used for showing that you are affected by or involved in the results of something that you do. I'm going to read it again. This, I represent myself, pro se. Used for showing that you are affected by or involved in the results of something that you do. All right. Now, if you are playing around in that system, <laughs> it's a representative system, right? All of it. The whole thing is a representative. The judge is claiming to represent you by pleading on your behalf. Uh, anybody who's been to court, you've seen that happen <laughs> when you don't enter a, 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 when you don't agree to beg them. Okay. The the. <laughs> The, the, the prosecutor is acting in a represent, uh, representative capacity and a fictional one, same as the judge, uh, of the people. As a defendant, and the, uh, which is the illegal persona, if you are the surety and joined yourself to it, you are actually acting in a representative capacity 
for that in legis persona. But you've also chosen to be a surety by default, by not <laughs> by not uh, explaining things correctly and asking the right questions. You're op- you're going to operate in a representative capacity as a as a proxy, which is the authority. A proxy has the authority to represent someone else, especially in voting. Interesting. If you're part of the voting uh, system. Um, Status of signing or acting in behalf of another, that representative capacity. Uh, acting or in behalf of another person, another legal entity or in legis persona, a person is not a man or a woman, okay? or on behalf of a legal entity, which, okay, says on behalf of another person or on behalf of a legal entity such as a corporation, partnership, or trust, executor, administrator, agent, trustee, or fiduciary. Okay, those are all representative capacities. Representative government, that's supposedly what <laughs> this is, right? They say, oh, yeah, we represent you and, you know, a small part of the people that live in this, you know, continent went out and voted, and the rest of us all have to... Uh, <laughs> be, supposedly have this representative uh, agreement uh, given to us automatically. Um, but representative government is a government where citizens elect people to represent them and make laws on their behalf instead of voting directly on laws and other government actions. That's their definition of it, okay, representative government. And it says, a government where citizens, are you a citizen, a U.S. citizen, they elect people, there's an action, to represent them and make laws on their behalf instead of voting directly on laws and other government actions. Uh, Court actions, those are government actions, other government actions. Okay? So when you walk in there and you're in a, a legal capacity, Okay, you're representing, just like all the other actors in there, a legal fiction. Then you go, me, or myself, and you don't know who you are. Capacity, okay, this is the definition of capacity. Legal competency or fitness. Potential or suitability for holding, storing, or accommodating. Let's see that word accommodating. Accommodating party, a person who signs negotiable instruments or commercial paper or agreement for the purpose of being a surety for another party, the accommodated party, okay? And that's what you're doing when you act in that legal capacity, okay? (laughs) You are signing a negotiable instrument, okay? For the purpose of being a surety for another party, that other party is that Enligas persona, the all-caps name that you are joining yourself to, okay? Capacity is also a person's mental or physical ability. It's also duty, position, or role. Could you please uh, mute out? I don't know who uh, who it is, but 
Appreciate it. All right. So, uh, yeah, person's mental or physical abilities, duty, position, or role, the facility or power to produce, perform, or deploy, the quantity of energy that a battery can deliver under specified conditions. I just threw that in there as a as a uh, little jab toward the matrix there. Because literally, the surety you become, okay, is the energy that's going to produce their performance in that capacity. Hope that makes sense. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what it all comes down to is uh, that you need, you know, that you need to know who you are, who you're not. You need to understand the different capacities. Okay, let's see, capacity, driver, taxpayer, anything that they can join you to that you'll go, yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. I'm that guy. Okay, so when, when you go, that's me, you become the surety. Okay, you start acting in the le- for the legal capacity, uh, for that legal capacity, which is the illegal persona, and it's tied to driver and any other regulations that are out there, uh, for that matter. So you need to understand the different capacities. Every one of them requires joinder and a surety that courts and governments try to join you to as a surety. Okay, those are the different capacities. And if you, <laughs> you know, when you're looking in documents, uh, you know, you can go through and see all the assumptions and presumptions if you you know, try practicing on, on, on crap that you get from the courts um, and just read through their document and look for presumptions, assumptions, capacity, status. You know, just so you know, again, if it doesn't say man or woman in there, it's not you. Uh, although I did want to mention one more thing. There were some of these capacities, okay, that that are that are absolutely safe to work in, and those were back in in. Uh, give me one second. I'm going to go back to it. Let's work going back to uh, Rule 17. Okay, an ex an executor. Okay, that's your probate court. An administrator, which is also a trustee. Okay. The interesting thing is a trustee can be all of these, okay? An executor, an administrator, a guardian, a bailee, a trustee of an express trust, a party with whom or in whose name a contract has been made for another's benefit. Well, if a grantor uh, entrusts you with something for someone else, well, that is a trustee. Okay? So A through F. I don't know where that's coming from because I can't. It doesn't show me. Somebody's door is open and it's uh, dinging. Can you uh, mute yourself out, please? Thank you. All right. Well, that's pretty much where I was going with this. Uh, if anybody has any questions um, or uh, would like to uh, bring up a topic, now's that time. 
Give me one second. Sorry, guys. Text me about Paul. All right. So, um, some interesting things going on. Um, we just uh, actually are putting in some cases here up in uh, Canada. And uh, we believe they're already in default, but we're bonding the case prior to uh, doing that, you know, going through the default judgment. And uh, it's going to do some interesting things. I see uh, uh, David is on the line. David, Mac, you there? Uh, yes, sir. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm sorry about all that noise. I don't know how to mute this thing out. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, I, I I wanted to talk this week about uh, a little bit about your experience with the uh, with the silver bond. Well, every time I have a court case or know anybody's got a court case, I give them that silver bond and they put it in the court case and it controls the case because they cannot adjudicate against real silver. So when you put a $21 silver bond in the case, you automatically control it because none of them attorneys ever bond the cases. They never do. So when you put that $21 bond in, you automatically bond the case. Now you're in control of it. And how many times you've used this quite a bit over the years? Yeah, I can't count how many times I used that bond. <laughs> so you, would you say that's your go-to? I, I sure would. That's the very first thing I do when I when I get involved in any kind of court situation is put that twenty-one dollar bond into the court case. So have you used it only in defense cases. No, use it in any case, any court case. I don't care what it is, attorney's supposed to bond the case. And if you check, you'll find out that they never, ever bond them cases. So whoever bonds the case controls the case. Right. No, I get that. I get that. Now, one of the things that uh, we've been working on, and I've, I've you know, I, I know in the, in the, and, and and I was a, I was a financial planner for years, certified financial planner, you know, and and worked in security six and sixty three years ago, insurance and all kinds of stuff like that, and uh, so I'm very familiar with securities and bonds. And I was in finance for seventeen years, almost twenty years, and probably would consider myself uh, still involved in finance. Uh, just in a, in a different capacity. <laughs> Go talking about capacity, but uh, one of the things uh, under this UCC, right, right. Well, the um, 
so the probate bond, the probate bond, the uh, $21 uh, silver probate bond would be for defending a case. Well, I don't, uh, I don't call the $21 a bond a probate bond. I just call it $21 silver bond that you're bonding the case with. The probate bond is that document that Daniel created, and it says this is a private between two individuals, and then it goes down, and it's about a three-page document, and it asks the judge six questions which they will never answer. So they got to give up their right to prosecute. And I usually put that with the $21 bond, put them both together. Okay. So is that your process? So it's the two together? Yeah. Because the $21 bond bonds the case, and the probate bond is asking the judge to answer six questions, which he will never answer. So he's got to give up his right to prosecute. Guys, well, we've been working on Daniel. Are you there? Might be muted out. David, this hey, is Kim David. from Arkansas. May I ask a quick question? Sure. Thank you, Mac Daddy. This is Karen from Arkansas. May I ask you a question, sir? Oh, I guess you can. Thank you, love. <laughs> Um, would you recommend doing your UCC filing before you implemented those bonds, or is that even necessary? It helps if you got a UCC on file because I always, always put that on a UCC three. Then I find out who the judge is and I assign it back to the judge. Put the court case and the, and the docket number and all that stuff on there, and then I get the printout from the Secretary of State with acknowledgement and I send it back to them. And now they're looking at a document that came from the Secretary of State, who's their boss, and it says that this this stuff is being acknowledged as filed. So Amy. It, okay. really, it really helps, but it's not, you know, it's not a, not necessary. No. Let's put it that way. Helps solidify the process, though, correct? Right. Okay. Makes a Thank big you very difference much. if you got it. Thank you. <laughs> I I do go about that a, a, a different way than than uh, David does. I use trusts as opposed to uh, getting my man involved in anything. <laughs> Me as as a man involved in anything uh, within the commercial area there, and I'll stand in a courtroom anytime with my Bible <laughs> over going in with a. Uh, a commercial remedy. However, the bond itself, uh, yes, having a bond, um, excuse me, having the uh, UCC lean against the and legis persona, the straw man, okay, David does it directly, correct? Yes, I lean up myself and everything I got, and then I bring that in. If they want to do anything, they got to pay off my lien, and I don't think they can pay off my lien. Right. What I'm saying though is, is that you you operate out there. In other words, you it's your name. 
Right. And you, or I should say you as a man that are controlling that literally at arm's length. You're actually touching that. Managing it, yeah. right? Yeah, they're charging all cap their name, and I represent them or whatever how you want right. to speak for them. Right, in a representative capacity, which is what we were talking about earlier. Right. So you do it in a direct representative capacity. I don't. I do it through a series of trusts that I believe protects privacy way, way better. But, and again, there's, there's multiple ways to get to the same place. <clears throat> but I do, I do really in, uh, like this bond for uh, the cases for exactly what David said, is that it, uh, you, it shows a few things. It shows that you're solvent. It, it shows you're, you're, you're the party in interest and that you're separate from that in legal persona. Daniel, do you agree with that? Daniel, you there? I'm with you guys. What? I'm with you guys. <laughs> any uh, any comments on on the bond? Where would one, Dave, where would one get a uh, $21 bond, a silver bond? Who, who's that? This is Dave. I was wondering where would, um, where would I go to get a $21 silver bond? Where does someone get it? Yes. Is that what you said? Yes. Uh, now sorry, that I can hear you. <laughs> there you go, Daniel. Now that I can answer. Please do. This is how it goes. When you, as I see it, when you understand who you are in the equation, that you are the party with all the cheese, that you hold all the chips, and that remedy is within your hands because you know that you're the living man you harm no one. If you're in that position, you know that, you can create an instrument of indebtedness to any party that would be contrary to any of your claims in that matter and indemnify them, and you can do so on the solvent side of the rainbow. You're on the solvent side, the side where the pot of gold is. On that side of the rainbow, you can, you can write that bond to indemnify the other soul or the other recipient for whatever capacity, whether it's a who or a what, it makes no difference. That makes a claim that your claim is invalid, whether it's, it's adjudicated. So you are actually coming in honor. You're holding all parties harmless. You're not creating war out in the uh, arena of commercial, uh, like like a bunch of pirates on the high seas, you're going there with love in your uh, your in your loins. There you, there you go. I'm getting poetic now. Equity. Equity. Clean hands. And you got clean hands. You're holding them harmless. 
And whether or not the other guys ever have a bond or not, I've never seen one. I have no evidence to believe they even exist. Um, we know that in commerce, all things have to be insured anyway. A city won't even let a, one of their city buses, you know, go past the, the stop sign if it's not insured and might run over someone's foot. Everything in commerce is required to be insured. If not, the company under which it falls is the next one in line, and that insurance covers it. And they're liable because they are, they're the superintending authority over that entity, whatever it might be. So if the, if the city bus is under a state transit line and they've contracted to do it, then that's the next one in line. Uh, anyway, they have to be insured. So you're now bringing a solvent uh, remedy relief showing choice of law. And going back to the earlier equation that David read, that um, you can choose a capacity. You come in there and you move in one of those capacities to bond any person's claim, any any anyone's claim, if you if you created injury or harm, which are two different things, as many of you know. And um, you write it up based upon your knowledge, and you have it uh, attested to with witnesses, and you bring it into commerce and you put it in port by getting a stamp of a notary on it. You get a second stamp by getting it, and this is something that many of you may not have heard, but you can get it registered. You can make it registered and use the postmaster on the instrument with the registered number, and it'd be that valuable. Now it's a registered security instrument of uh, your obligation and your honor in the public. It's agreeing with your adversary while you're in the way with them offer. And you're bringing, you're bringing the agreement to the table. You're negotiating. It's just contracts, all about contracts. Who are you going to be? What are you going to be? Where, who's your liability? Um, who you are in the equation? It says so much right out there in the front. And it gives a um, – so you write it up. So the answer is how do you get it is, um, you know, no, I wasn't promoting anybody. Just come to somebody and get a – you know, somebody give them a document, and that's not what I was recommending. I was recommending that you write – you know, your bond. Get some certificate paper as a border and look what bonds look like on on the computer. Either just to have a look and just create a bond. And and you uh and in and, and debt and debt yourself to someone else's um uh favor should your claim be invalid or whatever it is that you're bonding. Your testimony be uh unvalid or, or found to be untrue or you you found that your claim is is wanting. Create the bond um, that demonstrates you're an honorable party in the equation. So that's what I had to say. Does that help, David? It does. I want to add to that. <laughs> Excuse me. You're right when you say it's a negotiation, and it's a negotiation for a contract, a meeting of the minds, which is what the, the, the adjudication will be, okay, a meeting of the minds. However, the bonded party with the silver is the only one that's solvent. The United States is bankrupt. The state is bankrupt. Okay? The illegal persona is bankrupt and is a debtor. And they have nothing to collateralize the thing except for fiat currency, which is not money. Okay? It's, 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 it's accounting. But they are insolvent. They're debtors. 
So whoever's bonding the case, especially bonding the case uh, utilizing silver, is showing that the, the, the party who's bonding it is solvent. The one bringing the claim is solvent or the counterclaim is solvent. And that's big in commerce. <laughs> it means you're the creditor and not the debtor. And you represent the secured party. The secured party, in David's case, would be David uh, Mac. And in my case, the secured party is a private trust or a bunch of private trusts. <laughs> a little bit more private and hidden from all the UCC and public stuff that's out there. Although you can use the private side of the UCC to put your trust in uh, to declare it anyway. And uh, David mentioned last week uh, on the uh, non-UCC filing, it's a CF. They have to contact you to find out what it is and pay whatever fee you want to show them. Or in my case, in a private trust, sorry, uh, I, I'm indentured to uh, keep that information private. Can't share it with you. So, Daniel, uh, thank you for sharing that. Uh, does anybody else have any questions or comments or curiosities? Other the about the silver bond go against child support fees? What's that? Would that silver bond put a stop to your child support? Would a silver bond put an end to child support? Uh, I, I would. <laughs> I personally believe that it, that would have that it has a lot to do with getting your rights back in custody. The other party is insolvent. They're using Federal Reserve notes. They're acting in personas. All of them. <laughs> this is the reason why uh, you know the, the process that uh, Daniel and I have been working on, uh, why we're incorporating this. And I believe it'll do. You know, I, I believe it can can do. Uh, uh, again, bring you into equity where. <laughs> It has to be fair, okay? So if it's a custody battle with the, your other partner, uh, at the very least, you're going to get 50% uh, custody, shared custody between the parties, and you can get rid of the other parties that are not bonded. If, if their interests aren't bonded, they're, 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 there's no interest at all. And if they're bonded by fiat, again, what's a trillion times zero? And I know this right. is going to be just jumping right in here, David, but can I just throw something out that uh, in the moment? Please. Okay. Well, when, those, when, we, when we arise to the occasion that we're required to have uh, be, be uh, together as body and private membership associations and to have, you know, that covenants with each other, and that tribalism is not just a, a thought, but it's actually reality because we bear each other's burdens and um, we, we come together in that kind of ecclesia, that kind of community, 
I believe that private membership associations, um, that's how I establish my House of Prayer guidelines, just throwing that out to people. It's under private membership association um, covenant actual hard copy agreement with the members that uh, that enables me, and I'm just thinking about this royally. These men have, uh, and, and women have, have contacted the private membership association of the House of Prayer, which gives the uh, House of Prayer a standing under your uh, your previous list, as even at bare minimum a general guardian to the estate. Right, whatever whatever portion of the estate the um, the the one who bequeathed it to you. Uh, bequeath, whatever that is, whatever right title and interest that was, that is your interest in any matter, and uh, you can bring your uh, your bond into there, and the one the one that's actually issuing the bond could literally be the private membership membership association, uh, your your name uh, as the a member of that um, private membership association. Um, I just heard a story here recently about someone that said that's my that's our member you can't touch them and it was a, and the and the uh, and the parties alleged to be involved were um, a policy um, uh, you know men and women that run around in a costume um, as a policy enforcer um, and they were involved guns and everything so and it and it worked it was reported to that's that was very important to be a private membership in, in a private membership association. It's, you're part of a separate society, almost like being uh, your, your domicile, being in a fi- foreign situs trust, uh, which is a private member association. It's without the United States. Okay, it's without well, the state. If Chris had, in, had had followed through and wanted us to continue the process, which we have back and forth on it, he he actually asked us not to. But if he had had wanted us to do that uh, presentation. And follow it through. We would be um, have been um, unfit, if you would, to enter that equation without bonding ourselves. This is would have made us have standing as well as uh, solvency and as well as choice of law. It would have done uh, plenty of things to our claim. And it definitely strengthens the claim. <laughs> and, and like David said, it really does uh, allow you to take control of what's going on. Choice of law, choice, you know, and again, uh, whether that be ecclesiastical, if you look, you know, if you remember what present, uh, that, that uh, benefice section of the term present, okay, is an ecclesiastical, a permanent ecclesiastical appointment. Right, it's a it's a so permanent because it's irrevocable, right? An irrevocable trust. And you know the other beauty that occurs to me when you look at it, David, is it's it's the silver bond, and you're you're uh, you're demonstrating um, you know the choice to not be at war with the United States because you're keeping with their their present recorded uh, a charter. Article One, Section Ten, which is, which has never been repealed, it is their current charter, and you're not right. uh, demonstrating to be at war with the United States. You're within the charter guidelines. Now, who are they? You mean there's no other, but there's no one here that has silver in the equation. You you guys came with uh, international currency, you dirty pig. You're trying to put yourself off as being solvent. You can't do that. 
I know it had gotten uh, brought up that, uh, you know, like the notary would hold the silver. Um, I, I see problems with that because I'm, I'm thinking of my local notary who will pretty much do anything for me. She's a wonderful lady. Um, but I, I think she would have some reservations about that just in case something happened to it. Wouldn't it have to be, I mean, held in a trust or... or the contract that were created by doing this is a trust, and there's an indenture on it. <laughs> uh, the clerk holds the bond, okay, and the issuer holds the silver. If by chance it has to get paid out or awarded, Okay, they can present it to the issuer and get their silver. But it's like any other contract pledge. It's a contract pledge, and um, and you look at the uh, clerk of the court is uh, is in. They do with uh, they do their own negotiable instruments with with nothing. Uh, you know, not not pledging anything as, as far as value. You're pledging silver, and you uh, you. I haven't created any any reasonable any reason to believe that uh, you have to present any silver to anybody to um, to make this thing valid. To answer that question, I can't see that as a necessity, because it is a um, a, a contract that you put out in the public uh, pledge, and uh, I mean, you know, every other bond that's out there when you look at it, these these bonds, uh, you don't get a piece of silver. If there, if, you know, you, you buy a silver bond. If you bought a bond, any other bond, you don't get the uh, um, the, the value immediately it has a maturation date from them, them kind of bonds, for example. But they're all they're all it's a it's a, a pledge instrument. And then you, and then the whole thing that uh, that occurred to us a couple nights ago about putting the uh, putting him through and have the postmaster um, registration and uh, put the value on it running through the post and uh, with insurance. Postmaster General, when you, when you put a stamp on it like that. And you send it. You're actually putting it out. You're, you're you're putting it in motion on the ocean of commerce. You're just putting it in motion. You're putting a stamp on it, and um, so you're putting it on the ocean. And and the postmaster, and the postmaster general is the carrier uh, through his agents and and uh, employees and the whole system of the post office. And it gets it to donation, and the clerk then receives that valuable instrument by specific appointment, by the registered mail certificate, you have the return receipt requested and the property is, is exchanged through the registered mail, through the post, with the value um, defined, because it's insured mail and you have to you put a value on it. And so they get the valuable property and have to sign for it. And you do a return receipt uh, requested for merchandise as well as for the, um, uh, you do it to the um, restricted delivery, so it goes right to the party that was um, it was intended intended for, and um, then when the clerk gets it, she's got the indenture on there that says it's being held in trust uh, by her by nature of her office because she did it by nature of her acting as the uh, clerk of the court, and she has to put it in vaulted by indenture, and it's there as a bond to hold the uh, harmless the uh, party, and then, then she has to put her stamp on it. Because that's the way it works. It's moved in commerce. It went moved from one point to point A to point B. Now she has, a, has to have a um, pretty good reason why she would stop and impede commerce 
it came into her port, and she's required to put her stamp on it because you have to put it in motion on the ocean. That's her job. That's why she's a clerk. And so she has to stamp it. And she stamps and puts it on the ocean. Now what you got out there is you got a, a public lineage of a registered claim of security, and you've come to the table with clean hands, and you're going, hey, look, I, I showed mine first. I showed my hand first. Where's your hand? Where's your hand? When, when I did my indemnity bond, um, I mailed the original. I put a copy of the indemnity indemnity bond um, in an did a non in a non UCC with the county, and then I registered mailed my the original bond back to myself and kept it sealed. So it was never a presentment, though. No. No, it was it was to be held in case it was needed. Okay, so you sent a copy to the court onto the file. Well, to the my not UCC, I I um I recorded it with the county recorder. Okay. And, and then okay, the original, that shows the location of the original bond. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and then to give it the value or, or to register it, that I, I use the post office, uh, postmaster, like that thing. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying this is the way to do it. I'm just, I'm putting this out there is that's how I learned it. And I definitely do not get it all, you know, but I'm just putting it out there is that's the way I was taught how to do it. Dude, let me well, ask well, you a question. <laughs> Yeah, please. Okay. If you got an indemnity bond that indemnifies you, okay? Why file mine? I file an indemnity bond, an offset discharge bond with the United States Treasury. How in the hell, if you got that thing sealed in the envelope, filed in the county, how can the Treasury know that you got indemnity bond? How can the Treasury know that you got yourself bonded and everything you own? with that indemnity bond when you got it hid in an envelope filed in the county that nobody can see. So if you if you want okay, some say somebody's coming after you and they're gonna uh repossess your house or your car or your boat or whatever and you say, wait a minute, you can't do that because I'm indemnifying myself with a thirty million dollar bond. Well where's the bond at? Oh uh I got it sealed in an envelope over in the county. Nobody can look at it. I mean, what the hell? How's somebody else going to know that you have yourself bonded and everything that you own is bonded? Well, it, I mean, as far as I understand, um, it's done through, it's a public uh, recording uh, with the county. Um and so, I mean, it, it's out there public, recorded with the county, registered through the postmaster. Um, so that that's the way I understood it. But I also okay. don't understand. Okay. So and let, me, see, I, let me just finish real wait. quick. Let me just finish real quick. And and then um, I, I guess then you have that and you can, you know, put it out there. But I, I'm I'm wondering, it's like, okay, well, if, you know, where did you register your bond with your mortgage or on your vehicle or 
I registered it with Secretary of State and with the United States Treasury. And here, here's my thought on that. I mean, it's just my thought. But I don't know you from nobody else in the world. So if I took your name and I went down to the county and I pulled up your your filing that you got on a public record, and it says that you have an indemnity bond, but it's in a sealed envelope, nobody can look at it. How the no. hell am I supposed to know what you got indemnified? No, may, maybe I didn't. No Maybe I didn't clarify that. Um, I, I submitted a true and correct copy of the bond for public. The public can see it at the county recorder's office. And the original was registered mailed back to me. Okay, that makes, that makes more sense. I can understand. And I'm not, you know, I, I brought what, what I did up so you would or, you know, anybody would, would give me their thoughts on it because, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to wrap my head around all of it. Um, it's, I, I have a comment on it. I got an indemnity bond and I got an offset discharge bond. Both of them are filed with the Secretary of State. Both of them are filed with the United States Treasury. So if, if I want to offset or discharge something, who up there, I got an offset discharge bond. Not only do I have an offset discharge bond, but I got 27 pages of every single solitary corporation in the United States as my account holders. In other words, they're holding my account. And all I got to do is go down the list, pick out their name, and say, okay, I want you to discharge this debt through this account holder. So that's how you're A for being your your presentments. Yeah, because uh, okay, so you got on your bond, your indemnity bond, your offset discharge bond up at the very top. It'll say United States of America account holder. It'll say uh, Bank of America one account holder. It'll say somebody else. I write IRS account holder. Three three entities, and that's it. Okay. So I'm trying to discharge something from Sears and Roebuck. How in the hell is the United States Treasury going to discharge that to those three entities on that thing? You've got to list who them entities are, and you've got to instruct the Treasury, who am I giving my credit to? I'm giving it to Sears and Roebuck Corporation, which is located in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Here's their address. Here's the corporation. I want you to give my exemption so they can get a tax deduction and offset the debt. That's all there is to it. But you got to mm-hmm. have all them people down as account holders. Otherwise, the Treasury ain't going to know who the hell to send it to. Or have a coupon from them. Either way, Daniel, you got a comment? Uh, yeah, I was just saying goodbye to by the grandchildren. That was my comment. No um, problem. <laughs> oh, I just I just wanted to throw this out that uh, as far as um, as far as solvency and solvent claims and solvent, I mean, would you want to have a, a copy of insurance co- uh, policy or would you want the original? And uh, you know, um, we you know the so I'm I'm thinking if it's these are we're talking two different things here. Now I'm not making a comment on what David was saying. I was making a comment on what Chad was saying. I was two comments behind just to catch us all up. 
<laughs> I was just saying that if, uh, as far as the bond is concerned, I like the, uh, the the approach that we're talking about here is two different approaches, I guess, for a couple, you know, two different purposes. It wasn't a blanket bond, uh, like you were referring to, Chad. Okay. So, not avoid that. I'm sorry. I'm fighting against it. And um, the original signature being held at the clerk uh, with, as property, the instrument being property, uh, is the date as well. It's not a digital record. It's not digitized. It's the original. So I just throw that out for your consideration. Okay, that 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 makes sense to me. Um, one thing I'd I'd like to put in, and I don't, I can't say this because of the bond, um, but I did a job for one of those big financial, the uh, something Jones Investment, D W Jones, or their nationwide big, company. Um, and one of their little offices. I did a job for, and they required me, you know, to give them insurance. And I told them, I said, and I, this was all done through like a corporate office. Um, I said, I have a private indemnity bond. I gave them a number and said, this is the file number at the county recorder's office. And I said, that should cover it. And uh, they, I got a response back that year, you know, okay, go ahead. Here's the contract. Let's, let's go. I don't know if they just thought, okay, that's good enough, and they never looked, or they actually looked into it. Was it discharged? No, I, I didn't have an issue. Um, they just wanted to be insured in case something happened. But they, they had to have that, they said, before they could sign the contract and give me the go-ahead yeah, like, they wanted. Like workman's comp, you got to prove you got an intern for your employee. Yeah, that that was it. Is just one, you know, anybody they hire has to have insurance. So, and I didn't have any other insurance. I mean, none. I told them I didn't. I have a private indemnity bond. Well, you don't need insurance because you can look in the law and it'll flat tell you that you have to have financial responsibility, and that's what a bond is: financial responsibility. Yeah, and again, I I don't know if if they didn't look into it and just said, okay, well, that's good enough, or if they actually looked into it and said, okay, this works. The, uh, the bond on the case is, again, for silver, showing that you're solvent, okay? The accuser is, is bankrupt. Bankrupt, straight up bankrupt. They have fiat at best. They are insolvent. You are solvent. That's what it's showing. Okay? It was saying earlier, it's a negotiation for a contract, except one of the parties is deficient. And it's the one bringing the claim against you. They're not solvent. Nothing that they have is theirs. Everything they have, they're holding for others. And again, most of it's accounting. So, again, when you go in there and in the, into your cases and you're doing this case-specific, you're going to find that uh, 
you know, you're coming in in equity with clean hands. You're solvent. You're, you're, you're willing to put your money where your mouth is, which is like, <laughs> my word is my bond, okay? And you are the only one coming in who is solvent. All the other capacities that are in the courtroom, including the judge, including the prosecutor, all these people, they're acting for the public trust because public trust is bankrupt. All they're doing is rearranging things and seeing who owes what. But they cannot make a claim, okay, because they're insolvent. They, they have nothing to negotiate with. This is why you get to control the game. Well, I'd, I'd love Am some I help with it. I'm very willing to try it and do it. And, you know, I got a, a, a fair understanding, but I don't want to screw up anything either on it. So if there's anybody that can help me out a little bit, I'd, I'd you know, very get, willing get to. Of me, get a hold of me, Chad. We'll, we'll talk. Okay, that'd be great because I'd, I'd like, you know, I'm getting low on time for the uh, summary judgment decision and, you know, so I'm, I'm very willing to try it and do it if see what we can report yep. from it. Sure. Absolutely. Um, um, I, I have the silver and, you know, I mean, all that. I, I actually had it all listed out. I was going to do this a couple years ago and... Uh, I, you know, I, I listed out all, all the coins that I had and, uh, you know, everything. So. Okay. Yep. You know, uh, the Kingdom of Heaven coins are not coins. The Kingdom of Heaven silver is just silver. I know that voice. <laughs> hey, yeah, Linda. It's Linda. How Sorry, are you? I... I I'm I'm doing well, thank you for asking. Absolutely, so glad you're here. Thank you. As well, you were the saying, kingdom there. of heaven silver is not real silver, because real silver is owned by the 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 corporations. They turn it into silver coin. And once they do that, the silver becomes theirs. If it's their so the stamp on we it. Use, yes, the silver that we use. Um, I looked in the 1560 Bible, and I looked everywhere for the definition of silver. There's two definitions of silver. One is in coin, and one is just there. Silver. Right. Yes. No, no just, stamp on it, no claim to it. No, and we we don't have to have silver in order to say we give silver um, as a medium of exchange. It can be a heavenly thing. That means it doesn't actually exist, but it does, if that makes any sense. <laughs> well, it's out there. You can mine it. <laughs> Well, it has you can, been provided. but it's out there. <laughs> but the silver that heaven is referring to, oh, I can't even explain it because it's just so. It's just not silver as we think of silver being. Well, it's, as far as silver uh, coins, yes, it's a thing of the mind. 
Well, all values are placed that way. Yeah. All values out there, especially in commerce, <laughs> you know, it's based on whatever you're willing to give for it. If you're willing to give 50 peanuts for, you know, an apple, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's a means of exchange. And we can't have anything because we're merely ambassadors for Christ. We're not, we're not, um, we don't have any standing in this world. We actually come in as prisoners of war. Even though we may not be termed that, because this world is this, there's a difference in between the earth and the world. Well, the world, I believe, is a system. <laughs> yes, and the earth is the real thing. It's the same place that the bunnies run in. You know, right. it's. It's it's real totally world. different. Facts. Well, the difference it's the real earth. Right. Yes. It is a difference between and, facts and fictions. Yes. And if we use fictional things for our... Um, well, we're supposed to be entered as prisoners of war anyway into their system. We are just merely ambassadors for Heavenly Father, God, Heavenly Father. Not so just how would God. You do we that can't through the post office for the through the postmaster. For the what? Through the postmaster. Well, if you were I'm to just... set a bond upon the case, I'm just curious. Well, I, I mean, do I... you have? Linda, do you have a checking account or any, you know, no. federal reserve notes anywhere? Um, no. I, I guess. So, so how do you, how do you operate? I don't deal with federal reserve notes. Now, that's the third part of my, um, um, oh, for instance, Process. I haven't sent anything through the mail, um, postage paid for over three years now. But I sent things through the mail. But I mean, do you grow all your own food? I mean, do you buy anything? No, that's the third like that's the third part that I have yet to finish. Because okay. I just started this this epic. Yep. But I mean you And you I don't deal with any any of their money I don't deal with any of their processes. Nothing of theirs do I deal with. Everything gets handled. She rendered unto Caesar the in legis persona, and any any yes. any uh, mm-hmm. correspondence gets managed and handled through the postmaster. Yes. So she she just sends it off to the postmaster, and it gets taken care of. Yes. And on all the mail that I get, I refuse it. On all the mail, I don't even open it. If it's addressed to Linda Modishard, fine. I know that's their system. But it all gets sent to the office of postmaster. Pardon? Is that the postmaster their system also? Yes, he's but he's the, trustee, he's the trustee of the Enligus persona. 
Yes. He's the one who's got a fiduciary responsibility. That was set up right. Yes. Yes. I I understand that, but that's still a part of their system. Well, that's a very different part. I see the separation. What I'm getting at is, I mean, you know, with with the court case and, uh, you know, I I mean, what, what is a person supposed to do when... They're, you're drug into that system and talking about back to the $21, you know, silver bond. Uh, I mean, it, I, I don't think if I put on my bond that, you know, this is the, the silver that's not real, but, you know, described in the Bible. Real. It is real because it exists in your mind. It doesn't have to be real as evidenced as silver out of a out of a mine dug from the ground. In other words, you don't have to have the silver in your hand unless your bond is cold. Well, you still don't have to have the silver in your hand. Well, I agree, and, and again, but we're talking about two different two different types of of, of dealing yeah. with the the system. Uh, the way Linda yeah. does things is is different in that he rendered everything that has to do with the Inligus persona to the state officers, to the postmaster general, to the the county attorney, to the sheriff. So if she got a yeah. ticket, she hands it to the sheriff. If it's a, if it's a, a a probate issue, a bill. <laughs> excuse me, being probated, she passes it on to the proper to the proper uh, trustee, the fiduciary, to manage that account. She doesn't touch yeah. it. No, I don't. And I don't mess with it. Because it's not me. Right. It's a, it's a complete separation. It's a complete separation. The, what we were talking about is if you are going to uh, be answering, you know, if you've got contracts in this world, things that you're tied to this world with, this bond that we've been talking about is a way to take control of that case and, and, and literally uh, be able to uh, be the only one that has, that has any leverage. You're the only solvent party. Yeah. And yes, it would be tied to coins, 21 silver coins, okay? And, and Daniel will tell you the reason why is because of uh, the Constitution says anything over $20. And silver and gold coin is the only one considered money in their system. Everything else is warring against the Constitution. This fiat crap is warring against the Constitution. So there's two different situations going on here, two different ways of having to deal with something. I... Uh, I personally lean toward Linda and, and, and operating 100% out of my own indenture, uh, the Bible, okay? I, I walked away from all of this stuff, including the social and all of it, the Inligus persona I haven't touched in years, uh, other than at arm's length for a couple of things that suit me yeah. and, and, and that I needed to use. Uh, but I have, I've been doing this a long time. I'm not going to ever sit there and go, yep, that's me. And any time I deal with the court, that's why I'm not dealing with all this. Uh, but the bond itself, 
<laughs> shows that you're solvent. And when you go into that court, this is a, a way of doing that. You can go in there solvent where they're insolvent. You have leverage. They have nothing. Everything they, they, it, they it brings you they, Yeah, they never have anything. <laughs> they do have bad credit, from what I understand around the world. <laughs> <laughs> and they're bankrupt and have been. Yes, yes. So when you're dealing in bankruptcy or probate or, you know, <laughs> anytime you're dealing with their court because... I would to hear uh, uh, Linda on what she does and how she's surviving under this system. Uh, I can barely hear you, but if I understood you correctly, um, what I've done is not complete yet. Okay. I've gotten it far as um, for three years, um, I just didn't have my uh, prayers sent in to the office of governor yet. Right. Is and I knew I needed to do that before I went into the hospital, but I went into the hospital and ended up at a... Um, respite care center from the hospital for three more months so i was in there for four a total of four months wow so so how are you so let's take this for an example when you get like the bill or if there is a bill do you send that i haven't ever gotten a hospital bill for probably eight years now and i've been to a hospital three different times how do you get your groceries? Um, I haven't come to that yet, but I have had my hospital bill taken care of because I've never received a hospital bill. No, but I mean, my... you, you've had to buy food, though, within the last couple of weeks, I assume. Yes. Okay, so and I mean... my family has helped with that. Okay, so they're using their credit or their checks or their Federal Reserve notes. To yes. pay for your food. Okay. Yes, until I get uh, this this process completed, and okay. and um, I think the process of completing and all I'm doing is sending the Lord's prayer. I have one, um, and it's in Matthew chapter six, and it's the prayer given by Jesus. He said to use it for everything. Right. And so I have a prayer for the temple of God, which the body is. And we don't get it until we've earned it. We're simply ambassadors here. That's all we're supposed to be. So, my temple of God, the name 
is in that prayer, and so is the provision included in that prayer. The provision given in the 1560 Geneva Bible is clearer than the provision given in the New Testament and in the King James Version. I understand all that, Linda, and, and I, I mean, I'm all for it, honestly, so I'm, I'm not trying to uh, be against no. you at all. You know, I'm, I'm thinking, like, in my case, you know, I don't have a family member that's going to go write a check for 30 grand to get this court case to go away. You know, well, so that, that's... They're just wanting they're just wanting your asset in order to get rid of their bankruptcy. Well, just... just if you're going to play in that venue, I would suggest getting out from under it as soon as possible by just I don't I don't know exactly what you could do, but I would just give it back to them. Recognize mm-hmm. that live in a that, tent. Well I don't know. And again, I'm trying to be hard on you, but I've I, you asked know, we Heavenly all have Father for use of my home. I asked Heavenly Father for use of everything. I put it in the prayer that's given in Matthew chapter six. Linda, is there some yes. way? get your, um, your email address or your phone number to stay in touch with you because I'd really like to know more about this. But I think that, um, you know, I, I think that because my questions might need a little bit more detailed because I want to know, okay, when you write this letter, where are you pulling that information from? And um, I pull the information how do I know? from the Bible. Right, but the Bible is a big book. It's a big book. What I'm saying is, how do I know how to construct my letter if I want to do this? Um, I just how do I know how to structure it? I write the letter the same. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That part remains the same. The only part I change is give us this day, our daily, and then fill in the blank. The prayer in the Bible says, give us this day our daily bread. Well, Jesus says you can change that part. Give us this day our daily fill-in-the-blank provision or, or um, change your body from body that you have in the world to a body that's governed by Heavenly Father. Make your body ambassador. And see, I have everything in writing, and I carry four things in writing in my bag. And I just tell them, you know, everything I have is in writing. And you're going to have to determine what you determine from my writing, because that's all I have to give, and that's all I say from my mouth. Now, with regards to housing, um, are you well? I take care of things first. 
the I haven't been provided housing. I live in a house that has been in my family for four generations. So I don't have any experience with that exactly. I can't tell you. Okay. But that's the things I'm completing with this with this um, with this series of three letters, which is just the same. They're all the same. Three letters to the state because it says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses and each post is a witness. So they will get at least three letters. The state will get at least three letters about the house that I use, about the utilities that I use, and that's what's being comprised now because I just finished the letters. I mean, this process has been gone going for two years. It's, it's been a, a learning process for me. And everything else in their legal person name, I went up ahead and put the name in a prayer, the Linda Marie Modishard name in a prayer, uh-huh. and stuck it in my book. Well, Heavenly Father knew I was going to be named that name, and my family and my friends still use that name. That's going to be for my friends and family to use because that's how they tell me from other people. But it's not their legal person name. Their legal person name looks like my name, but my name is never capitalized. Oh, you capitalized it? Oh, well, it comes from the state? Oh, well, whether it's proper case or capitalized case, that legal person name is still their property. But I put my name in a prayer, my given and my family name in a prayer. And that is what safeguards it. And I don't use it in their system to ask for the stuff that they have, that they hold in their system. Like for right now, I realize that my brothers and my family is paying for my utilities and for my food, but I don't get anything extra. And mostly they're just paying for it, hoping that I'll get this figured out eventually. Well, <laughs> the, the letter to the post office was first. All the prayers go to the post office, all the prayers that I've written. And they all start, heaven, um, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Okay, it starts with that prayer every single time and ends with that prayer. The only part that is different is the give us this day our daily whatever. And it only gives it to us for the day. That's why we have to write it three times. Because when we're not speaking it or we're not thinking it, the prayer speaks for us. So it on goes to each day that we're given. And what happens once you submit your letter. What is it that, what provision is it that you are getting? What happens um, after? 
Well, the provision that I've done with the Office of Postmaster has worked to this day, except for the money. And the money is, money is, is um, oh, it's one of those odd terms. Um, it's still a worldly word. And I use uh, Webster's Dictionary uh, 1828. I only use three um, three volumes, most of the time just two, the 1828 Dictionary, Noah Webster's Dictionary, the, um, um, uh, what else is it? Well, I'll have to get it for you later because I don't remember the title of the name. But they will tell when a word is a noun and when a word is a verb. And I will use the verb form whether I put it down on the paper or not. I always choose the verb form of the word rather than the noun because the noun is is useless. It's just anyway yeah. I use the verb because it describes yeah. an action or a, a doing that we do. Yeah, I think that we work south because it's a person, a place, or a thing. <laughs> yes, and it doesn't work as well. But the same word will occur as a verb a lot of times, and that's one reason why I use that dictionary, to see if there's a word. And if there isn't a word, I'll choose another one. And I keep my writings very simple, and my writings is one page for the prayer and one page for who I'm sending the prayer to to tell them what to do with it. Now, now as, go ahead. Um, well, I have a question because um, I know that the Freemasons are involved in a lot of the things that are written, including the Bible. So... When you were talking about going into the sheriff's department and uh, the power three, and you were talking um, these two men stand at your side, um, that was very familiar to me from the Masonic side. Thing. Where did that come from? Well. It didn't come from the Masonic side. It may be a, an action that they take, but I just get all of my stuff from the Bible. That's what I depend on. That's what I use. And I will be able to uh, tell you in about a month or maybe a little longer, depending on how I can get my my uh, prayer down to the Office of Governor in Phoenix, um, usually through the postmaster, and it will be um, um, a free mailing for me. And I just put on top of my mailbox, Service des Prisoners de Guerre, which is Prisoners of War Service, FM 27-10-150 every... Uh, let me see here. Um, 
exemption from postal and transport charges. And I use uh, that, that FM 2710 for just about everything. Instead of using all of their codes and process and procedures and, and words like bond, they don't, they don't have that word in that, um, in that prisoner of war manual. And I will admit, four years ago, I was doing that bond <laughs> stuff. But I, I never could fully understand it, and it was so confusing. So I went to the prisoner of war manual and began to use it and recognize the fact that the prisoner of war manual also exists in the Bible. I just didn't understand what words. So a lot of my research has been the words. And I recognize the fact that the 1560 English transliteration of the Bible is older than just about everything we have. And it was here first. So... I'm going to use it. <laughs> right. Um, what gave you the idea to I'll go through the postmaster? Um, I got it from the Bible. It doesn't exactly say postmaster. But you have to take in consideration the postmaster is over the, the legal post office, which is um, United States Postal Service, and he is still the postmaster. That means he's still over the United States Post Office. So he holds position mostly over both only he's lesser known for the postmaster than he is for the postal service. Most people don't realize that they walk into the postal service and they miss the postmaster completely. Right. Where does the UPU fit into all this? Sorry to interrupt. United Postal Union? I don't know, and I don't tend with it because it's part of the it's part of the world. Yeah, universal. Yeah, universal postal union. I just know that the postmaster um, for this for this that I'm dealing with, I deal with on a county basis. So this postmaster, as long as my uh, home is here, will be the postmaster I use no matter where in the country I am. Because this is where my home base is. It's Miami, Arizona. And the postmaster is in Globe, Arizona, which is just a few miles from Miami. Well, actually, I'm in, I'm in Midland City, so it's not a, it's a county designation, an old county designation. 
but we won't even get into that because I'm not even supposed to be um, part of that. All the county and governmental, um, the only government office I'm supposed to be involved with, according to the Bible, is the office of governor and the office of postmaster. You keep saying that you're getting that from the Bible, but the Bible doesn't mention the word postmaster. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that here. Well, it's just something I came to. I can't explain it to you, not right now. I I have to think about it for a while. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, I just involve myself with the office of postmaster by writing the office of postmaster, and that's all I deal with. I don't deal with the, the post office at all. Uh, because it's a postal service now. I did hear that the post office was a bank also. Is it possible yes. that you have access to there? That it's your... possible, but I wouldn't count on it. Mm-hmm. Because the silver comes from my head, which comes from the kingdom of heaven. And I can only be there because of what's in my head, (laughs) not because of what's actually outside in the world, um, that the world is taken over from the earth. Right. Oh, well, I will keep you posted if you're interested on yes, my progress as it's completed. Yeah, that would absolutely be awesome. I'm but very, I do very know what you've figured out so far. <laughs> well, I do know that um, my participation with the Office of Sheriff has been different. Instead of aligning themselves over by the, the civil authorities, Whenever I've dealt with them, they have aligned themselves separately. They have not stood over there by the by the by the civil authorities anymore. Well, Every time good. that I've yeah, I haven't known how to how to get them to do something because I just I just don't know that yet, but. It's nice to know they don't align themselves over with the civil authorities anymore. Yeah. That's well, they can't. No, they can't. They can't, and it's because the persona is in their possession. They became the trustee of that religious persona. So anything yeah. that shows up, if I'm not mistaken, goes to the proper representative. If it's got, you know, yeah. through the postmaster or the sheriff, if it's a ticket. Uh, yes. If it's provision, the, the quartermaster or the county uh, or the governor, the uh, county attorney or the governor. And that's what I, I, from what I've understood of us having conversations. <laughs> if I get anything from the county through the mail or through anybody, I just send monthly 
except for this last four months, I haven't sent anything to the Office of Postmaster uh, until just recently. I send it monthly to the Office of Postmaster for him to take care of or her, whatever, whatever it shows up. And uh, because I refuse all of their, their stuff, um, it's up to them to take care of whatever their name shows. Right. I don't, I don't take care of it at all anymore. And have right. Not the capacity has changed. Right. You've, yes. you've separated yourself from the capacity of the Inligus persona. You've put yes. that in trust with the sheriff, the county attorney, the postmaster, and now the governor. And yes. they are holding uh, a fiduciary responsibility for that Inligus persona, which is why they have to protect and defend the beneficial interest because they're the certificate holder. They're the one yes. holding it. So I don't get anything. I I don't get anything on um, um, credit uh, reporting from a credit reporting agency because I never I don't use them. So I never get anything from them. I don't have any idea if that person is still running guns in the Caribbean or not. I don't care. You know. It's just that person is a different entity than me. It's, it's a different jurisdiction, and I don't have anything to do with it. That's all I know. Right. So I send it all back to them. Yeah, I think and you're probably in a little bit more uh, advantageous situation in that you have, you're living in a place where you know, this is a house that, you know, that has been in your family for generations. The rest of us have to try to get out of the, like for me, I rent an apartment and I'm trying to figure out, okay, how is that going to work? <laughs> I have a pension. How is that going to work? <laughs> um, you know, so I'm trying to figure well, out. Well, the legal to- person has the rent and the legal person has the pension. Yes. That's and the I capacity could- tied to Yes. Right. And that's, that's what Daniel and I are working on there as well. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, it, 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 it's, you know, some of us, are, you know, it's easier than others. I, you know, I, my kids are all grown up and, and it's just me to worry about. So I decided yeah. I'm walking home from Babylon and I did that uh, nine years ago. Okay. Daniel's been doing that for 30 years. Um, yeah. Now, you know, you've got um, people out there, there are tons and tons of, of men and women out there that are operating that in Liga's persona uh, by proxy, either directly as a surety or as the guarantor for, or the fiduciary for that in Liga's persona. Okay. Well, I operating strongly in, recommend. In I strongly recommend that each of you go to that FM um, 2710, The Law of Land Warfare, and read through it. It is on the (laughs) Yes, it's a free free PDF, at least. Yeah, and she's talking about the field manual. It's the Army Field Manual 7310, and it's... uh, in line with, I believe it's the Geneva Convention, which is why the Geneva Bible actually works well for this. 
Yes. But, uh, and then again, after the death of Yeshua, they used Jesus Christ in all caps as a civilly dead entity and as the yes. surety. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you so can do everything in the name of Jesus Christ that you cannot do in your own name because Jesus Christ is capitalized 13 times in the New Testament in that 1560 Geneva Bible. And there's, there's a name in proper K, capital N, lowercase a-m-e, uh, for most of Heavenly Father's work in that Bible also. And I will, I will send four pages front and back of the latest um, Geneva Bible um, lookups that I've done. Um, it has, well, let me see here. Yeah, Linda, if you I mean, send if it you, to me, if you want it to go out, I'll, I'm happy to uh, pass it along. Okay, I can do that. Um, it's, um, it's the eight pages front and back. Um, well, let me see, where is it? You know, I had always wondered about that, how the, uh, the capitalized, uh, how they capitalized Jesus in the Bible. And I had, you know, I had wondered about that, uh, you know, if that had to do with that. That's interesting that you guys are uh, bringing that oh, up. Well, that's, it That's has to do I, with the the uh, Good yeah, Samaritan. Yes. Oh. It's, yes, and um, uh, I'm getting tired, so I'm stumbling my words too. Um, this this document is the authority for use of name, the Bible, Geneva, and it's got the year in Roman numerals. Somewhat searchable because you have to know how to spell. This old English, like every, is spelled E-U-E-R-I-E instead of E-V-E-R-Y. So you have to know that spelling, and it does take some time. And they play with the spelling. They use ambassador, um, uh, E-M-B-A-S-S-A-D-O-U-R, and they use ambassador, A-M-B-A-S-S-A-D-O-U-R, um, or hmm. O-R-E. And the Lord Jesus Christ is spelled I-E-S-V-S-C-H-R-I-S-T, and I, and I put both spellings in, in my work. Um, but it's got every scripture in Genesis, that deals with the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord, the name of the Lord. Um, mm. Exodus, what is his name? I am that I am. This is my name forever, in my name, by my name. Um, Jehovah. Um, <laughs> and what most don't understand, it is not different gods that is described in the Bible. It's, it's, God, our Heavenly Father, and then God when he gets angry, <laughs> when he's a jealous God. And then he names himself Jehovah. 
and there's goes a lot by of that different, battle name. There's a lot of Jehovah's too. Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah. Um, oh, Gyro. I can't think of them. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot. Yeah, well, it's just there's just all Those different are kinds of names. Person, yeah, yes, yes. Attributes. And so, personas. <laughs> titles. He's yeah. describing his different personas, but capacities. this is definitely capacities. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's telling us over and over to use his name. Well, if we're to use his name, we're to use Jesus Christ too. And I spelled it I E S U S I. Um, I-E-S-V-S and, and J-E-S-U-S because that's the Latter-day transliteration. So anytime that you're asked to be a surety, being that we're not allowed to be, the Good Samaritan no. is our surety. Yeah. So again, by using that name, okay, in, in places where they're trying to uh, tie you to, to the person, you use yes. the name of Jesus, and that name is the surety. Yes. I see. And because I've got that in prayer, see, I've got it in the prayer that Jesus gave in the first four, well, in the first of four books of the New Testament. Hmm. And he gave it in Matthew 6, and I use that prayer for everything. And I carry the, the first four most important prayers with me and an ambassador case in a soft side ambassador notebook. If you have so the a only question, time that you show up to the world it's as an ambassador. Yes. That's how I like to operate. <laughs> For those of you that don't ha- aren't there yet, uh, again, it's, it's getting these capacities in order. Uh, yeah. A lot of folks run around operating in, in multiple capacities. It's like, you know, uh, capacity schizophrenia. <laughs> and, you know, you have an legus persona. Every, if you create a business or a DBA, those are two more legus personas. And, and when you tie yourself to any of them, they're statutory. They're under well, you can put the them all in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, and you can. You absolutely, but it's part, part of this is rendering back to Caesar what is Caesar's and getting, getting the capacity correct. <laughs> couldn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't one say that uh, I'm, uh, I'm prohibited through my indenture to use another... Uh, a graven image or a uh, uh, represent, be surety for. Uh, I mean, there's so many things against that. Uh, Absolutely. Yes. What, what Linda's saying is is that the, the name of Jesus Christ in all caps, okay? Has already, it's already surety. established. Yes. Right, it's already established, it's already recognized, becomes the surety. So when, when you render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, okay, you can... It's already been paid. Yes. Yes. Debts have already been paid. Thank you. Absolutely not, we're, we're getting that. Not to mention there is no way to pay it in the first place. <laughs> exactly. Well, not, not, in their, not in their system. Not in their system. Not, not, not in their right. system. It exists in your head. 
in your yep. mind. And it's your, it's your trust. Yes. It's your belief. It's, yes. You know, and that's why mm. it's a personal thing. And that's, that's part why, of the reason why I created the kingdom of heaven trust. Yes. Amen. So that must, I've seen that in documents before, I am, and uh, I've been wondered about that, but I, I, uh, I understand now, you know, uh, why that was in there, you know. Oh, I'll try well, to find uh, it. And I just, out of my own curiosity, created this document, uh, wherever that capital name of the Lord shows, I put it in there, and... And it just it's just served me very well because that that's what encourages me to keep using the name of Jesus Christ. And what makes a difference is my street address. And I put everything in care of the office. Kim, comma, office right. postmaster. Care care of Kim, comma, office the postmaster. Because she has care of the of the address. I don't have care of the address. It's not in my system. Mm-hmm. Because I live in the earth. I don't live in the yes. world. Right, in their state. Yes. Yeah, um, or in their status. Because the right. ones that can have a state. I see. Um, can I say, uh, mention something? Yes. Um, before, before I, uh, um, met Dave and, and, you know, learned about the kingdom of heaven trust and, uh, I had done some paperwork, uh, but one of the things was it was a, uh, it was a card and the person that I had helped me, uh, they, you know, kind of filled it out. So I don't know what, what it was, the form of the card that it was exactly, but I believe it was like a. Maybe it was a, it was green, and I, I'm assuming that it was a uh, change of address to notify him a change of address. But what was the um, the unusual part, or or that I wasn't aware of, was the old address was written the hospital that I was born at. I gave that for my address. Then uh, I put my current you know address, um, which probably shouldn't have. But anyway. Um, I got back uh, two letters, and one of them was uh, my name, you know, capital, straw man name, and the other one was the same thing, but above it, it said president, as if, you know, as if they take notice that I'm the president of that corporation. Um, I don't know the significance of that, if it, if it you know, uh, matters at all or anything, but... Uh, have you have you ever heard of anything like that? Is that they have so apparently my mail was being uh, forwarded? You know uh, that it was listed under the hospital as um, that, I guess that was my birth or creation of the straw man, and so it was in the system as that was my address. But then I had changed it. I don't know if that gave me uh, title twos or did anything significant. Um, I just wanted to mention that and see if anyone knew anything about that. I I don't know. I've never heard of it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I got the letters. I could uh, even scan them and send them to, so you can see. Uh, well, I got anything that you get back from them, 
I mm-hmm. I consider a no answer a response. Okay. I usually do what I'm asking. Okay. Uh, um, when they respond, they're responding to me from the world as a world as the legal person, and so I don't. Right, it's a fiction. I just, yes, I just write. It's make believe. Yes, yes I just so write reviews the on their Yes. She addresses it to the postmaster, Kim. So she's addressing it. So it's for everything, every envelope I ever write is for Jesus Christ. Care of, capital C slash little O, Kim, comma, office of postmaster. And then I write the main address, 5287 East Golden Hill Road. And then I put Gila County, 85501-9998. Kim, may, may I ask you a question? Uh, yes. Lynn. Is it Lynn? Linda. 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 Mm-hmm. I just came on the call. Um, first of all, thank you very much, and I'm glad for accepting my question. And I'm glad that you're feeling better. Um, thank you. I'm curious, um, have you ever heard of the CO being actually a clearing office and the PO being a purchase office? No, I don't deal with any of the world stuff anymore. Okay, well, in regards to the post office debt as a bank, that is actually what those are supposed to be, the purchasing office and the clearing office. So as it relates to the Federal Reserve. Yeah. Yeah, and how it relates to... um, you know, the, like the gentleman that was speaking just a moment ago about he changed the, the location of the debtor at, Correct. The, at, the, at the hospital? Yes. Yeah, so, so that's the interesting part because I think the, uh, the president of the, the United States Management Corporation, the Management Trust, the CFO is the president, right? Yes. So... So I'm just curious, like, so you're sending everything back to the postmaster. Do you also send, have you also removed the location of the debtor from the White House, too? She's working on Well, I think. (laughs) Or have you said, said, hey, this, actually, the debtor doesn't live here at all. The debtor, you know, I don't even want the debtor here. So the debtor maybe should be sent back to the president? I'm just curious. Yes. Okay. The debtor doesn't live here. The Linda okay. Ma- Marie Montessori. Yes. The debtor okay. stays with Caesar. Right. Okay. So I'm sur- sorry if you've already gone over this, but did you change the location of, say, the trusted like, field office in, to a rural, rural route? No, I have a rural route address okay. uh, that I use. Okay. It doesn't go with me because if I move somewhere else, if I make my main point of um, staying somewhere else in a different state uh, for, for, or even in a different area, that address would stay here. Would it go with me? No, it doesn't ever go with me. That's why I don't call it mine. That's yeah. why it's in care of the United States Postal uh, Post Office. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's their address. It's, yeah, it's so not the, my address. 
I don't, I don't it's even the call it my address. The previous persona is actually in possession. Yeah. Okay. So then I guess my next question is, is have you read about how, like, um, according to the Road Commission, that, like, what, you know, about the military overlay is the style of how people write their location, right? That's, the, that's their military jur- jurisdiction overlay. Have you read about um, how they think? The only thing if I've really read is in the Prisoner of War manual, the, um, the FM 2710, the Law of Land Warfare. That's a very short manual. That's the only thing I ever read anymore. Okay. Um, and thank it you hasn't for... changed since 1950-something. Thank um, you for that. Well, one welcome. of the things that I realized was that... Um, that the road, the R-O-A-D, that road, might actually be physical, like du jour, whereas R-D is probably a trust because the Road Commission is getting federal funding for these little swaths of quote-unquote R-Ds. And, um, <laughs> how, uh, and how, how what ends up happening is, is like when a man or woman is drugged into like the synagogue of Hasatan, it has to do mm-hmm. with the debtor's location because the debtor's location, which is in UCC nine somewhere, I think it's a three UCC. If David's on here, he can tell me which one. But um, so they, what they do is they're correlating it to the address, the actual quote unquote address, not the location, and yeah. it's based on a trust that's with with the driver's license. <laughs> well, that's, so, why, you know, that, that's why Linda gave that's that, why. that and his persona to the postmaster as Caesar, and that postmaster yeah. has, is, is in a trust. He's the, he's the fiduciary now. She's not the holder yeah. in due course of the illegal persona. Now, you're, now yeah. you're the beneficiary, the living beneficiary, Linda? Well, yes. I don't know about their use of words. Okay, so well, I can't the, tell you what I the, am. Okay, well, I'm she sure you're... To the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Okay, an heir, co-heir, right, with our Messiah. However, yes. you know, there are, there are supposed to be some benefits. Well, some people call them benefits, but then uh, other, others can call it duties and obligations that they owe. <laughs> well, That's I like, have like, right. Like credit on account with book entry. Like, have you gotten into the, like, the uh, manifold and the... Uh, the, no. the the firm ma- mailing book? No. Not yet? Okay. I was just no, curious. No, I doubt if I will because I'll I'll use that um, prisoner of war manual for and and the information out of the Bible for the rest of my life. I just yeah, have that's... to get this third part, uh, this this um this third part written to the office of uh, <laughs> governor here. Yeah, no dabbling in the I'm affairs totally of man. I'm out of their stuff. <laughs> and if they come at me as an ambassador, <laughs> I just don't have anything to say. Here's his papers. Well, I'm cu- I'm curious why. Okay, so in my research, because you know I have nicknames about post office. It's my thing, one of my things, and so. Um, you know, the whole idea is that because everything is importing and exporting, like all the vessels, which are actually the paper, and the stamps, whatever type they are, are the currency. And um, Well, so, I just write um, 
I haven't put a stamp on any of my mail for three years. You're you're doing your franking right? Um, no, I just put um, uh, service day. <laughs> I put it in the way it's spelled in French. Okay, all of oh, our yeah, stuff is in French. Service oh, right. the tax prisoners day dure. Uh, I don't have any idea how that's pronounced because I don't speak <laughs> French. I just write it. And it's in prisoner of and war. In, yeah, it's prisoner of war service, FM 27-10-150 exemption from postal and transport charges. That's all I put in the postage stamp area of any envelope that I send. I write so secret, wait, not wait, wait, open. You're, you're sending mail as a prisoner of war? Yeah. Yep. For free. Okay. okay, well, so in the Lieber Code, okay, which is where the Army really comes back to, it says that ordained ministers, chaplains, clergymen, are, are not to be taken prisoner of war. Yes. But so, I'm, um, I'm not, I'm, I'm a lay minister. I'm not one of their ordained, uh, ordained ministers. Because yeah, ordained I, has their legal... Uh, terminology right. on it's a legal it. fiction, and it's uh, it's under a legal disability. I'm just disability a lay But isn't that also? In, wasn't it written in the scriptures that before I formed you in the belly and brought you forth from the womb, that I knew you to be ordained and sanctified as priest unto the nation? Yeah. So like, yeah. But it's so, not this know. nation. It's not this no. nation. It's the nation of the Commonwealth it's of nation Israel on Earth. It's not okay. the nation in the world. Right. Okay, so I let the world take care of the world. <laughs> I just, I appreciate you sh- answering my, my questions because I was looking at um, the, you know, reading the UPU, the, you know, the Universal Postal Union. And, yeah. um, and, and, you know, a lot of people use tax per queue, which is charging the queen's account, which I don't think is a very good idea. But the franking no. right, the franking right is another way for um, the the men and women of Yahuwah to uh, to be able to like make our own considerable consideration stamps. It's a way to do that. So I hadn't heard about the Army Field Manual and using it that way. And I just really appreciate you. Thank you for answering my questions. Thanks for having me on, David. Sorry I was late. <laughs> Well, I strongly recommend using the field manual along with the Bible so you can get a good idea of what, um, of what prisoners of war being are. Diaspora, being the diaspora as a prisoner of war, we're not in the promised land. We're under occupation. Yes. By the United States or whatever country you're in. Yes. Whatever government of man is set up, that that is subjecting you, you're under occupation, and the and the prisoner yeah, yeah. of war manual in that respect. And that and was the one where. Short. I, oh, sorry. I use that for the sign to put up because I realized um, we're under martial law, right? And so I I read the Lieber Code, which describes um, certain ways to prevent the military from coming onto this property. It's a sign and a symbol to put on the edge of my property so that um, it's basically like, you know how no trespasses from man to man or woman to woman? Like don't come here man to man, woman to woman. 
And then um, with purple, the purple paint uh, that's listed in the UCC, so purple paint around the post, are, that's commercial. Like, you're not allowed to come on here. It's a sign, uh, uniform commercial code. That's a sign. You're not allowed to come on the property. Now we have man-to-man. Now we have commercial. And then there's a sign that's listed in the field manual from the Lever Code to let any, any agency that is working um, for them that this is actually privately held property and they have no jurisdiction. And if anyone breaks that, that the U.S. Coast Guard can be called to enforce it. Have you, have you heard about that one, Linda? No, oh, I, haven't, I haven't needed it because no police officers or anybody come on my property unless they're invited. A mezuzah works very well. A mezuzah works very well at your door, and you, you, there's another sign, uh, the, the, the sign of the Passover. Yeah, well, of the, lamp, <laughs> the doorpost well, lentil. Which is great if you have just a door, but like, so, which I have a mezuzah there, but, you know, I hadn't thought about what putting one up in the two acres up above where I'm located. So, yeah, that's a great idea. You can put one on the four corners of your property. Yeah, Yeah, right. So I'm going to do that too. Thank you. I needed to be reminded. I appreciate that. I yield. (laughs) Can I just jump in here? This is Daniel. Sure, Daniel. Uh, just for a point of fun, I have uh, <clears throat> I have the house of prayer listed above my door in obedience to the word that my house shall be called the house of prayer. So just throwing that out there. Not to one-up anybody, but just fun. <laughs> well, it shows that it's a kingdom court. Yes. That's a jurisdiction. It is, and it's notice of that jurisdiction at the, uh, you know, either on above your door or, or uh, you know, at the edge of your property. You could put that on the post of the corner of your property. Yes, that's that's one reason why I put Kingdom of Heaven Court of Record above every single letter that I write to that system, and I'll include the prayer, which I have uh, that's based on. Uh, what I'm writing about, and then I'll write the letters separately. And then I just tell each person I'm writing to, the head of the corporation, I'll tell that person um, that they're in a trust relationship. And they're all trustees as far as I'm concerned. Yep, they are. They're public trustees. They're entrusted with the things of Caesar. Like yeah. every single capacity uh, that, that's created under it, any legal entity, any legal fiction, any corporation, yeah. person, uh, which are the only things that man can create. Yes. Did I miss the part? Did you guys already go, uh, go over the treaty with the enemy acts? Did you guys talk about no. that? You did? No. No. And how that's in alignment with the Trading with the Enemy Act as well? Well, if it's not a... Yeah, again, these acts, anytime you talk about an act of government or an act of the legislature, okay, these are the actions of men. They don't pertain to us. It's part of the act, like Act 2, Act 3 in a play. You know, when you go into the court, you're expected to act. 
when you go into the world system and anywhere, if you go into the public, you're acting, you're putting your ship out on, on, on onto the ocean, right? Ocean. Onto the sea. Yeah, so you're, that's, that's why I thought it was good that they would know because in their system, surrendering the uh, birth certificate, which is listed in the Treaty with the Enemy Act, which goes back to war powers, but for me, it's a way that I see as, you know, the Messiah was spotless. He was able to walk on all, like, all their jurisdictions because he knew how to operate. So it's something that I, I'm getting prepared to do. And I was just wondering if you guys had read it. And it's a way of saying I'm not a belligerent combatant. Here you go. Take your juridic person back. I don't want it. And you can have the interest in the blood money because I don't want it. <laughs> Lori, send send me a send me an email. I'll send you my paperwork that I that I give out. Uh, notice uh, there's a memorandum of law and religious freedom, and uh, about a seven or eight page document that is a judicial notice of private trust affidavit that basically tells them who you are and who you're not. Well, thank you, David. That's a very that's very generous. I appreciate that. And I yeah. wanted to offer, like, I'm going to offer you the medicine. And Linda, you know, if, I don't know if you're open to this, but I would love to share some knowledge just to help strengthen you too, because I work with essential oils and natural medicine. That's my mission. Oh, good. And I've seen miracles, like miracles yeah. going into emergency room. Like one man, they thought he was going to die. And uh, the spirit led me in to go in. It took a long time for them to let me into the room because I wasn't next next with Ken. And um, I was able to, well, it wasn't me. I'm just here as a messenger. But um, it was Yahua who basically gave me the knowledge, the spirit, the Ruach. And I was able to figure out what was wrong with him. And he left within a week. And he's completely wow. fine. Other, Yeah. So anyway, bless your hearts. I yield. Well, all of my letters to the government are one page. For instance, this letter to Doug Ducey, which holds the office of the governor for the state of Arizona, I write, Doug, comma, peace be to this house, because we're told to initiate peace whenever we write. Uh, prayers for Temple of God, name, provision, special register, for safekeeping, preservation, fulfillment ministry, are put in care of hosts, and that's um, Doug, Office of Governor, Arizona. Next paragraph. So you put hosts. Yep. Can you because explain everything why you hosts? Well, because the, the scripture uses that word. Right. And when? With the... With the uh, with the Good Samaritan. Yes. And we are ambassador for God, our Heavenly Father. And third paragraph, Will Doug, Office of Governor, Arizona, not, not uh, Doug Ducey, Officer of Governor, Arizona, but just Doug, Office of Governor, Arizona, supply us with water, food, clothes, shelter, and other things as needful. Many thanks, peace be unto you, comma, for Jesus Christ. This day we have witnessed and Heavenly Father witnessed. That's all I write to them. That's it. 
And the reason why it's to his host, correct? Yes. Linda, you said that was to the host. And the host is the, so if you look at the Good Samaritan, Good Samaritan took him into the inn, right? He took the injured man into the inn. And with the host, he he paid and and became a surety, said that if there's anything owed, I will pay it when I come back. Yes, but there's Amen. not supposed to be anything owed because the right. the Samaritan the goes in and was more than enough. Right. Yes. The amount was more than enough to cover everything. Yeah. So may because I ask he, a question? Yes. Do you are you recognized as an actual ambassador with the diplomatic immunities that go along with that? I don't care if they recognize me or not. Well, what I say goes, and so far, what I have said gone has, has gone. <laughs> that's it's a, just that's I haven't amazing. made arrangements for the home yet, and that's what I'm fixing to do. That's why this letter is going in, but that's the only thing I put in it. Okay. I, just, I don't I'm have anything. I, I just... Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I don't have anything but the Lord's Prayer asking for what I'm wanting and I've already asked for this home and asking for um, things like water, food and clothes and shelter and other things as needful. Okay. Have you you spent Senate correspondence to the Department of State? I'm just curious. No. I just okay. sent it to the office of postmaster, and now to the office of. Uh, this was already sent to the office of postmaster, because okay. he has the prayer for the temple of God, the prayer for name, the prayer for provision, the prayer for special register. Yeah, love it. I just um, I was thinking I'm getting ready to send some correspondence off to the uh, Department of State, which has to do with, you know, being an ambassador. And now I'm listening to you. I'm well, wondering. Well, I, I can only say I'm an ambassador. They can't say I'm an ambassador, especially well, I'm, in there. I get that. I mean, I get that. It's like just giving them notice, you know, like, hey, look, I'm an ambassador. Here I am. Just in, so you could have your people tell your other people because notice to principal, notice to agent, notice to agent. And, and I don't even principal. use that language anymore. Yeah. Okay. Well, I really I just appreciate use the I, language I love the way what you think. It was in I the Bible. Mm-hmm. And their Great. language is really simple. They don't use big long words like indenture. <laughs> Sorry, David. They don't <laughs> use those kinds of words. They use really simple words. That, that Bible like trust. Does. Like yes. trust. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And as far which as would I imply, can tell, which would imply indenture. <laughs> yes, in the world's terminology. Well, I believe that I'm indentured to the word, and as and, as a bond servant, that's one hundred percent biblical. <laughs> a bond servant is biblical, but the one, the yes. Yes, a bond is sure. So I, I, my bond use. is with Messiah, right? <laughs> so my yes. bond is with Messiah, and he is my surety. Yes. Right. 
Interesting. And I just use Jesus Christ, that name, for everything. If they want to convert it to the all-capital name, they're free to. They can. So when you write that, Jesus, do you uh, you don't capitalize it. You just write it uh, all in lowercase or? Yes. I just okay. write it, Jesus, capital J, E-S-U-S is in lowercase. Capital C, H R I S T is in lowercase. Uh, okay, thank you. You're welcome. Because I don't use all capital letters. How right, I? I understand. Well, I was just gonna uh, mention, and I don't know if you, uh, if this would be the reason or not, but uh, you know, the capital letter goes to the. Uh, concept of capitus diminishes, you know, a diminished capacity or the lowest level of, uh, so that's why I was asking. Well, that's why I said when, when, when you're using that, there's only two places that all caps is, is, is used in the English language. Right. On a gravestone and on a corporate name. Yeah. On a fictitious entity. Yeah. A fictitious. And a fiction is a dead entity. It's a golem. It is a created thing to act on your behalf as in persona, yeah. which we don't do. Correct. God is no respecter of persons. Amen. But he didn't leave us I without assurance. I wonder if uh, if you could, uh, if it would be possible to write or a notice or uh, write to, uh, I don't know who, but maybe the Secretary of State or to, to and inform them that um, the, you know, the legal fiction, the birth name, or the uh, nom de guerre, the, the uh, corporate name, the, all of those things go against my, uh, my covenant with my creator and, um, uh, you know, notice of uh, private trust affidavit. Notice of private trust that you have it in your, in, in your computer. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. It's a uh, notice of private trust affidavit, and the, the best that you can hope for, okay, is religious accommodation from them. Yes. And then maybe collapsing that uh, state-created uh, trust. Yes, that you can do, and that's what we're working on. I didn't even write a collapse note. I just started sending all of my uh, Linda Modishard mail to the postmaster, having written refused with parentheses around the D because it's trash to me, refuse. Okay, and it's refused with the parentheses around the D um, because I'm bringing it to the postmaster because it's garbage to me. Refuse, deal with accordingly. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't even put deal with accordingly. I'm just He's already under, he already has a fiduciary obligation. He can open that mail on behalf of the legal person and take care of it. He's yes, the one that has can. the legal persona. He's a holder in due course. He's in yes. possession. He's, he is the legal trustee. 
So well, except the, the merger for the doctrine. Fact, oh, sorry, Linda. Go ahead. Except for the fact that the legal person name was manufactured by the the county. That's why. That's why it costs you to have a certificate of of a birth certificate rather than the 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 birth record that they made of that name. Right. You get the certificate because it's a trust that was created, a constructive trust. Cascade so Trust. Where, it was the, you know, that's I where my still never use it. The, uh, that's where my question about going back to the training with the enemy act and collapsing that public charitable trust because they've tried to swap the equitable, right? Cause it's bifurcation of the two titles, right? The two different trusts. Yes. So, by, so by surrendering it in accordance with the training with the enemy act, what it would do then at that point is it would collapse the trust, which yes. is why it's been, yeah, which is why it's been important to have another trust set up so that all the assets that are held in that business name, that franchise all caps business name, can then be exported through the post Into office. The Into the private. Well, it's not okay. the name. The name doesn't transport. The assets of the trust, when the trust collapses, the assets of the trust, are are vested 100% into the beneficiary. Titles are merged, right. and, mm-hmm. and you get the assets, whatever there is an asset. So the right. physical asset you would be transferring. You're not keeping the name. The name goes away. Now you've got right. the physical asset. You can collapse the straw man trust that you created to, to use if you were going to try to uh, operate at a, a you know, uh, arm's length, I'll call it arm's length, Plus prop, excuse me. Plus privacy. So by, then that would be in, that would be in accordance then, right, David, with thirty one CFR three six three one point one zero in regards to taking control of the minor account and going nope, from that, collapse, that, that that collapses it. Well, yes, I mean you're not taking control of it, or you can again. You can do yeah. it one way or you can do it the other way. Uh, you don't want to straddle the fence because, you know, unless no. you really know what you're doing, you'll, you'll, get, un, you'll get run over. You don't want to be lukewarm. So, well, so for when you collapse me, the trust, it's just the assets that are in there get transferred. And you can ask right. for it in lawful money. You can ask for it in gold and silver. You can ask for it uh, in property. Something that you you know something that uh, is tangible, something that has inherent value. Right, but with this the thirty one CFR three sixty three point one zero, that's the thing that blocks one from having the book entry account, the the credits on account, as well as the gold and the silver, because one at that point shows that they've come into an age of majority and an age of discretion, and comprehends the system right. enough to be able to okay. Okay, good. I was just uh, wondering. Yeah, and again, kind of managing your own affairs, uh, uh, it is, it is, but it isn't because you don't have physical custody. It's like having a gold certificate, but not having any gold. Yeah. Well, except for the you fact know? that, like, except for the fact that, like, this is where we get into the gentleman who was speaking earlier in taking, like, all that mail that was, you know, the original green card, right? 
that was um, supposed to, say, go to the living beneficiary ended up going to the hospital. And so uh, requesting, one, using the HIPAA to request those private records that the record keepers in the public charitable trust has been holding in conveying them out. So, um, you know, that's one of the things that I've been doing a lot of research on. All the places where the little quote-unquote bastard children have been yeah, let me uh, let me let me uh, bring Daniel in here for a second. Daniel, would you like to tell uh, Lori and, and the rest of the listeners what you did in the probate court? You mean with the case that we what we did in this matter? What you would know what you did in in your um, with your uh, name? How did you do your live life uh, live life claim? With, oh, okay. Uh, well, I just want to say that it, in, all, in all fairness, I just want to say that um, I have uh, um, I've used the Lord's Prayer twice um, on everything that, uh, that has had any situation that has been beneficial to my world, and both times I was behind, uh, behind the iron bars. So, and one day it was in three days, and one day is within seven days. So the last time it was the probate court that received my life claim, and the doors opened up within seven days from them receiving this through uh, uh, normal shipping procedures. So, just, is that what you mean, or are you talking about yeah, how I did what what the, the life uh, claim? What? Yeah, over in Pennsylvania, what was it? The uh, yeah. You know, it was the clerk of the orphans court, but what you know when we're dealing with this, there's so many ideas that are flying around here tonight, David. But I will tell tell people this that um, I'm of the persuasion that um, Jesus was known as Jesus of Nazareth, and that describes uh, not the um, not the vessel, uh, but it brings it right. down to the jurisdiction of, as Linda said, the earth and not the world. There's three different words for world, uh, as far as uh, when you see one word in our English language. So, um, anyway, the uh, the um, the issue here with me is that I I I, I created a nationality uh, notice of nationality, and that was uh, not I have a nation I belong to a nation the the government of God in and of uh, Pennsylvania and the people in the land, and I have no problem with I had no problem with. Uh, uh, acknowledging my uh, my allegiance with the land, the people, and the government of God in and of the area that people call Pennsylvania, and so I, I have a created an election that way. I didn't like the idea of being stateless in the re- regard of not having a nation and just accepting a default position as uh, um, the only person that the I, the system could see was a person of of, of maritime character uh, under the um, United States which has jurisdiction over all infants of unknown parentage anyway. And uh, when, a, when a man or woman reaches 18, um, they're no longer uh, looked at as wards and property, what would be it of um, their, uh, in the system, as, as it were. And, uh, you know, as you're going to be dealing down here with them, if you're not out and eating twigs and berries and nuts and seeds and whatever and walk just walking like a gypsy and you're, you're going to be dealing with people that are part of um, um, merchandising men, you have to have an answer. So 
that's what I did. I created a life claim, put my thumbprint on it, and put the Lord's Prayer on that, and created an, uh, a life claim. And um, and it was received by the uh, county court, the, the clerk of the orphans court, which is the probate court in the county where I was, uh, where I was allegedly to have um, ex- exited the, the mother's womb. So that's just basically a summary. Does that work? That works. So does that mean that you're not a reprobate anymore? Because we're in the scripture that says we're not to be reprobate, probate, reprobate. Hallelujah. And that's our Thank you for sharing that testimony. That's beautiful. I really appreciate it. You know, when I hear the term standing on the square and I think about contract law and how it works in a commercial warfare zone about how, you know, if they took my footprints, they're still mine, the land of the state. And so standing is like, for me, I think, they took my footprint, so I put them on my piece of paper. <laughs> like, look, I still have them. They were granted to me, not you. And what are you doing with my private property? What are you doing with my private biological property, Lexus Nexus? What is it? Or how about all these other third-party interlopers? Like, do I have a contract with you? What ink signature? I'm going to need a proof of claim. <laughs> Bonded. <laughs> well, there's one other thing I wanted to bring bring attention to before you're you're getting real close to your end of the call, and it just it's going back again. So sorry for bouncing around. Everybody has such valuable things to share, and even though not everything is exactly eye to eye, I think we're all going to the same place uh, in in our hearts and our minds. And so I'm so grateful for everybody's position, no, none excluding from this conversation. But here's a thought about um, some of the things that you, we were talking about with the silver bond or with silver as whether you're understanding it as coin, planchet, or conceptually uh, the silver and gold that you're to buy um, from the kingdom of God as Linda was referring to. The one thing I will say is the, the, the principle that I'm noticing that is so very important that it creates right off the bat is a diversification of citizenship absolutely yes. creates a diversification of citizenship because one, the citizenship, I mean, if you think about it in, on any of those silvers, I don't care which definition you want to use, on any of those silvers, the other party in the other end is going to be diverse from you and there's not going to be any, any they're going to be a what and you're going to be a who. That's, you know, on that level, you know, and, or they're going to be uh, insolvent, you're going to be solvent. There's no there's no uh, parity there. There's no. There's no likeness. There's no. They're not like parties, and so you have. Uh, there's no equality in the uh, in the equation for them to be in the same contract uh, room or at the same contract table um, with you. You're at. You are. Uh, you have demonstrated uh, a higher form of financial responsibility to their no no financial responsibility on that level. That would be the first. You've demonstrated a constitutional authority if you're using uh, U.S. silver coin, and they're outside of the charter, diversification. You've, re- you've demonstrated planchet silver, actual silver. You represented that you were solvent, and they're insolvent, outside of their you know, no, no, no congruity. So the silver that Linda talks about, you represent that you were in a, uh, the loftier um, uh, realms of those that uh, are not con- um, con- touching the, uh, the moldy bread of the world, and they are. 
So any of those places you have a diversification of citizenship, just so people can wrap their head around, as I look at it, I like to look at things from above and look at the equation to see how it plays out. So that's my two cents. Well, this goes back to one thing I want to say. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, for an individual, now this is the capacity to sue or be sued, for an individual who is not acting in a representative capacity by the law of the individual's domicile, my home is in heaven. That's what my Bible says. My citizenship is in heaven. That bond allows for me to bring in my law because I'm the only one that's bonded and I'm the only one that's solvent. So my indenture is top dog in that courtroom. If I may, um, what's interesting is after I read the War Power Act, um, because I, I studied this whole, you know, in the Constitution, Congress has the right to, you know, mint coin, right? And then everything that changed. And what's interesting is in the marginal notes of the War Powers Act, the reason why the, they separated silver from being only being able to u be used in industry. And um, I found that to be interesting. Like, I'm a, a proponent of, of having an escrow account with silver that's not centralized to be able to bond cases if they're needed because that's a way to take control of a case if someone needs to do that. So I appreciate yep. what you just shared, both of you. Thank you. There's one yeah, more thing. Cool. I was... I'm sorry, ahead, David. David. I just... no, no, yeah, one ahead, more thing. Huh? I said, go ahead. <laughs> silver, silver, Black's Law, the first time it's, uh, um, the last time it's mentioned by standalone is Black's Fourth. Silver, coin made of silver, silver money, money in general. And um, uh, Webster's Dictionary is, is used as, a, as part of the definition in Black's Four. Uh, and they quote, they quote a case, Cook versus State. No, I don't know what it is. Uh, 130, Arc 90, well, that's interesting too, also page 196. But irrespective of our, um, this probably not a word, not irrespective of the case that they mention, they mention coin made of silver, silver money, and money in general. You know, you can almost say there's three different jurisdictions right there, and we just talked about them tonight. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, and, and so that's the definition in Black's Fourth. The last time you see it is a standalone definition, just, just for reference. And money in general, is, is, uh, it shows solvency as well. So I just wanted to throw that two cents in as well. That's awesome. Well, we are getting close to wrapping up here shortly, but I would like to open it up. Anybody else have any questions? We had a lot of folks on the line. Uh, I will stay on as long as there's questions. So if, uh, well, within a limit. <laughs> but I would like to put it out there for anybody who hasn't had the opportunity to talk that would like to. David, this is Karen from Arkansas. Can I please say something to Miss Linda? Sure yeah. can. Linda, God bless you, sweet sister. It is so good to hear your beautiful voice. Welcome home, oh, darling. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, I yield. I very much appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. It's good to have you back. I yield. Thanks, Karen. Yes, thank you, Karen. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I concur with Karen. Good to have you back, Linda. Thank you. 
Um, I'm new here, and I've been really excited to. I'm thankful that I was invited by David and, and Brian, and I'm I was really thankful for your wisdom and knowledge, and I'm glad you're feeling better. I was really excited to hear that you were going to be on tonight because I, so many people speak so highly of you. I yield. Yeah, I've been looking well, forward to hearing hearing you too. Also, glad you're feeling better. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Any other questions or what's that? I was just going to say the kingdom of heaven is really worth it. And if you just read your Bible with a commercial point of view, it will change what you can read in the Bible. And it will really be an eye opener. (laughs) So the Bible and... Go ahead. No, all I said was I agree with you. (laughs) Amen. If I may add, oh, sorry, Miss Linda, go ahead, honey. It just makes everything so much easier for my simple brain, for for my ability to understand what actually is going on, and that I don't actually have to participate in their system at all. Well, I I appreciate the fact that you're you're fearless there. Because God has not given us a, a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of the, the, the telltale fruits of, of uh, the spirit is a sound mind. And to walk in that power. And the word is powerful. Absolutely. It's, we don't walk in our own footsteps when we're walking in the word in our indenture. <laughs> Excuse me. We are walking well, in the authority that's been given to us by Yeshua himself. So. Well, when I did um, have to use the name, um, I just turned it back to them. And I did have to use the name when I went into the hospital. When I went into, they, they would not take the name of Jesus Christ. So I went ahead and used my name, and then I turned everything over to them. All their insurance that came to my my house, everything has been turned back to them. And so far, I have not received a bill. And if I receive a bill, it will be turned back to them. <laughs> I love it. Well, our debts are forgiven. That's the last I checked. Yes. Yep. That's good news. <laughs> yep. If I may and say I, one, but go ahead. I would like to. Good. Thank you very much. I welcome Miss Lori. God bless you, and thank you for all of your insight. I really enjoyed listening to you and learning from you, hon. This is Karen from Arkansas. Welcome, darling. I yield. Oh, thank you. Well, my name is Linda. <laughs> <laughs> the other lady is named Lori. Oh. But I enjoy learning from you, Miss Linda, but I wanted to welcome Miss Lori also. Oh. I see. <laughs> Anybody else have anything to say before we wrap it up here? Well, yeah, I definitely would like the, the, the public record to also express my um, gratefulness to hear your voice, Linda. This is Daniel. And Rebecca's oh, thank right. thank you, Daniel. Yeah, I remember you. Thank <laughs> you, 
Silence crickets. Okay. Silence is crickets. And I, I'm going to I'm going to put it out there for one last question, and for anybody that would like to ask a question. Well, well you know, uh, <laughs> go ahead, Daniel. I was just going to say that it, at the uh, at I don't wish to do this to be argumentative, um, but there are um, purportedly three occurrences of the word indentured in the in the scripture, depending on which version that people like to use. But I wanted to say that the construct indentured is uh, throughout the scripture in David's defense. Yes. That's all. But that's not to create argument. <laughs> well, you know, I, I look at it as a trust document that is the the uh, the bylaws of of my indenture of, of my trust. My it's an era. Excuse me. It is a uh, everlasting covenant, which is an which is an irrevocable trust, and it reads very much like a trust, uh, including the record of uh, the heirs all the way through, which is why families would put their information and their deeds and record their births and things like that in the Bible as opposed to the public trust because everything that we have and do and, and have our being is and should be entrusted to God for safekeeping and which he gives us back to steward. We have a beneficial use there and we're also trustees or stewards. And that, as a bond servant, uh, to me, that is an indentured servant, someone who's voluntarily chosen to stay with their master because they're so happy with their, uh, their, their level of care. A bond servant was a free man who, who basically volunteered to serve. I'll leave it with that. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel, for, for, for adding that as well. <laughs> I do seem I do tend to look at it as a uh, trust, and again, if you if you start to look at it that way, I don't like uh, the the word uh, faith so much, as it's wishy washy, and I believe that it has been and it is uh, or should be, I believe it is, but uh, synonymous with trust, and it, literally you can exchange out anytime you hear faith, okay, like faith without works is dead. Uh, trust without works is dead. Trust in, 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 in uh, it implies action. Faith is nothing. It's wishy-washy. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Anybody else have a question or a comment before we wrap it up? Um, I did. Linda, Tisha. Hey, Tisha, how are you? Hi, how are you? Linda, I had one question for you, if you don't mind. I know, thank you for joining the call. We've missed you first off. But last time oh, we heard from you, you, um, you said that you, um, you know, there's, for me, my heartbreak is um, my offspring and not being with him for now five years. And I know last time you were with us, you had mentioned that you sent um, the family court judge a private note um, in regards to your grandchildren, and I wanted to to know if you prevailed on that or not? Uh, I didn't send him a private note. What I did is I listed my grandchildren in a document in a Kingdom of he a Heaven prayer. 
so in other words, in you case, put them into that trust, yes, under that subject I and, and give recovery. us a day, our daily bread, and then I made the list of all okay, of their and, given names. And did you get any response from the judge at all? No, or, I never or, get a response from them. Whenever okay. I send something off to them, uh, I never get a response. And I'm perfectly fine with that. Well, I know that you had mentioned that your daughter was yet to be appointed by her hour from the Lord, and so you felt like you needed to intervene. And so your yes. intervention was the note. Uh, I did my, aim, my, I did all of my children too, and all of my grandchildren. So you just dispatched a, a note to the court that says, hey, they're in. No, I dispatched oh. it to the office of postmaster because that's where it goes I first. I see. Okay. Thank you. And then if, yeah, the second one, the, the second witness document I would send would be if it were needed to the court. And did you do that? No, I would only no. send it if it were needed. If it were needed. I see. Mm-hmm. In your case, so basically, uh, Tisha, it would be needed. <laughs> In your yeah. case, it would be needed. Um, and and Daniel and I are getting very close to uh, to being able to to accommodate that for you. Um, Thank you. And again, this is where those different capacities have to be dealt with. Yes. Hey, can so I throw the R word out? Please. I, uh, hey, boy, this is um, this is such a, a conversation dear to me as some of you may know in my experience. I I lost. Um, the, as a father, I lost the, the uh, children in my experience through the, the uh, family court against me. So uh, I understand the pain, first of all, comprehend it with experience. So saying that, um, uh, somebody asked me a few years ago um, about something, and I'm just going to share this letter he dictated for his son. His son was not in my, um, uh, within my purview as far as I couldn't talk to him. He was a friend of one of my sons. And he wrote a letter to the chief judge. And this is, I'm just saying this not to say this is that or anybody should try to reproduce this or even that it's reproducible. I'm just going to, I'm putting it on the table for people's understanding that it was a private letter, didn't have a court number on it, didn't have a court case, didn't have a heading, just a private note. And it's to the, uh, and when I told him to send it to the chief judge, he even took the word judge out there and said to chief blah, blah, blah. So like if it was an Indian chief, to chief so-and-so. And he just asked a few questions. He just and uh, he was trying to do um, to have his son at least do something to make a stand because they were trying to get 100% custody rights. And in this case, it was um, the uh, the mother that was trying to do that with a lawyer, and he was unrepresented. And um, they were moving towards trial, which is a couple of days before trial. And he put this letter into the chief judge of the circuit: no court case, no number, no identifier, as far as what case it came from. And the chief judge was not his judge. So I'm qualifying, the, giving you the parameters of the case. And the letter just simply said, "Is it within the scope of this court's limited jurisdiction to compel a statutory family law proceeding enforcing state statutes upon private men, their families, and estates?" Essentially intruding into the this is parentheses, excuse me, parentheses, essentially intruding into the private affairs of men who dwell forward slash are domiciled on private land, comma, not employed by the state, end parentheses, question mark. So just to get an idea of what was in front of you. One question with an explanation in parentheses that they were was a question. 
So I'll read it again. Is it within the scope of this court's limited jurisdiction to compel a statutory family law proceeding enforcing a state statutes upon private men and their families in the state? And then the next sentence says, is this jurisdiction compelled on men absent a contract or agreement? If yes, is this jurisdiction administered by judicial force? Well, the reply that happened that when he sent this into the judge, privately to the chief judge of the circuit, and he put on the bottom of the letter, this was a carbon copy, and he sent it to his um, ex-wife or his the contesting wife or the divorcing wife's attorney, and sent it to the, it, it got carbon copied to the judge in his case, and it says, friend of the court on the bottom. And that's all the letter says. And what happened was the... Um, the, uh, the lawyer, his wife or ex-wife or whatever, um, she she uh, he called this this young man the next uh, the next day and said, uh, "What do you think you're doing?" Feeling him out, he goes, "Your letter caused." And he used some expletive there that I preferred not to use on the on the air with you all. But basically saying it was a cockastorm that uh, in the courtroom or in the courthouse, and it's everybody's talking about this, and he tried to feel out this young man for. Uh, you know where he what he was trying to do, and of course the the kid didn't couldn't comprehend anything. He was in this you know young thirty thirty two or something of that nature, but he didn't understand what it was he sent, and so the attorney says, well we're going to go to uh, trial then, and we're going back to uh, and so uh, on the hill the young man says oh um, he's, he wasn't uh, he says uh, I'm not backing down. I says we'll go to trial and whatever, and uh, so. The, the day of the trial, the attorney called him back and said, all right, we'll settle outside of court uh, 50-50. And, um, and so they had a private agreement. When it came to court, the, the man in the uh, black uh, uniform up there uh, that was officiating or the family law proceeding acknowledged there was a private settlement that happened outside of the court proceeding. And actually, my remembrance of what was told me, I wasn't there. This was what was told to me about the case from the boy's father who asked me to help said that the uh, the judge specific, specifically told the um, the people in that proceeding, the parties, that this since it was a private matter, if there's any controversy arising from this private arbitration, don't bring it back into his courtroom. So my, I said all that to say this, not to say that this is some kind of smoking hot letter that you need to use these exact words and don't move them at any other, you know, don't move them, don't change them, whatever. That's not what I was trying to dictate. I was just saying that the private communication that's not done uh, through necessarily through their public court proceedings can be very powerful. And just a simple letter like that had an, an incredible apparent result uh, for this young man who um, who wouldn't who wouldn't back down from his uh, from his position to go to trial. And I think a lot of times it's not what you know; it's um, what they, they don't know what you know. And you may not know anything, but they don't know what you know when you put a letter like that. So apparently they didn't know what he knew in that proceeding, whether he knew to make a claim, whether he's going to take it in one step further and bring it to the ecclesiastical court or a private membership association. They just don't know what you know. And that's about kind of just what I had to say, David. Sorry about the rambling. Dan no, Daniel, that's okay. Would, Thank you. If, if, if possible, would you read that again? Okay. <laughs> I walked away from the computer, but I would be happy to read it again if that's uh, being asked of me. It was to uh, the chief so and so, and it was the um, it was chief judge of the uh, of the circuit in which the family law court judge uh, Judge Berger that was carbon copied this letter uh, served uh, within, and it says 
to, to cheap so-and-so, is it within the scope of this court's limited jurisdiction to compel a statutory family law proceeding enforcing state statutes upon private men, their families, and estates, parentheses, essentially intruding into the private affairs of men who dwell or are domiciled on private land not employed by this state, and parentheses, question mark, space, is this jurisdiction compelled on men absent a contract or agreement, question mark, if yes, comma, is this jurisdiction administered by judicial force, another question mark. That, that was the letter. That was it. Thank you. Friend of the court. <laughs> yeah, it was, and carbon copy to the, the, the uh, ex-wife's attorney, um, the, uh, the judge that was in that case, and a friend of the court at the bottom. But um, that's now whether or not he actually carbon copied them as far as serving them a copy of it, I was not told that. I was told this was as far as it got. This was all he sent. That was what I was told. He didn't actually serve them all copies. So that even makes it more interesting. He wasn't playing into their, you know, service and notice and verification and blah, blah, blah. And he got what he, what he would have been happy for. He wasn't trying to take the children from being part of his uh, ex-wife's life. He, that's what he wanted. He wanted equal custody, equal time. So he got what he wanted. <laughs> and that, May I think of David? Please do. Was that Frank? Hey, yeah, it is Frank. Good evening. How y'all doing? Good. How are you? Good, thanks. I'm actually driving um, because <laughs> I had to. I had to meet with a police officer um, to do a wellness check uh, with my daughters. Um, my oldest, uh, my 12-year-old, she had texted me around uh, close to 3 a.m. this morning um, because her mother and, and um, her mother's husband had got into a, uh, a fist fight, and um, the children witnessed that. And so, so she uh, had her grandmother's phone and uh, and was able to to uh to take me without them knowing and so i did my uh my due diligence and um you know um i waited for their call to try to to try to come to some agreement with the mother um privately but she didn't call so i had to do the next the next uh step was to um to get the police involved and um actually there's a there's there's an officer calling right now so he might have another update so i'm gonna have to get up this call and and uh, I'll, I'll call right back in because i got to answer this call. Thanks. All right, Frank. These, this, the state is... <laughs> uh, believes that it has all the power of God, and each of these actors acts as if they are God, especially uh, recognizable in the family courts. And uh, it's sickening. And again, we we have got to take our our proper, uh, you know, get into our proper uh, capacity so that we're able to deal with them on a level that they can't that they can't compete with. They can't uh, do anything with. And again, that's what we've been working on. And hopefully, uh, 
Well, Frank, are you back on? Yep, I'm back on. That that was uh, the officer. He just uh, he was just calling to check on me, um, and um, I don't know why he's calling back to check on me, but he was just saying that because uh, I guess God told him I was gonna, um, um, you know, uh, go to court tomorrow for an emergency ex parte, um, and and I'll uh, yeah, and subpoena him. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, do that because he. I showed him the text where my daughter had um had um sent me the text this morning and um. And they told him, oh, nothing happened. So he's like, obviously, they've been coached, man. He said, obviously, they've been coached. And their mom, because uh, he, he, right in front of the officer, um, after we left the grandparents' um, house, um, he had called the mom well, while we were there. And she's like, oh, you can come by? No, 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 nothing's going on. So, so from that 20-minute ride from him getting to, you know, from one house to the next, uh, my 12-year-old, uh, I guess, was convinced by her to, to say nothing happened. So, so, uh, but this is what I'll be doing tomorrow. And um, so, uh, so I just wanted to, you know, let you guys know that, and um, and and also ask oh. Daniel if um, if you can if you can email me and Trisha and Johnny uh, the letter that you just read, because man, that that was good. You know, I I. I... I'm not sure why this came to my mind, but it was uh, with with what you just said. Um, it was kind of a if the officer is agreeing with you, uh, you know, beware the wolf of sheep's in sheep's clothing. Um, I when I was helping a friend of mine out um, in a court case, uh, that one of the witnesses was either a 14 or 15 year old daughter of uh the the other party and they uh she she was on the stand and openly admitted that she had mental illness and she doesn't always remember everything properly and all this and the judge said as soon as she was done the judge said i will take that as valid evidence or as a, a valid witness and you know my friend never objected in in that end of it um it's so just 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 be careful with what people are telling you you know that when they're for you or whatever uh i don't know it's just it 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 made me think of all that for some odd reason well thanks for sharing i appreciate that um because yeah yeah i i didn't want to get i didn't want to get these guys involved but you know They'll use it against you in these in this type of situation, you know, if you if you don't report it as soon as possible. Uh so so yeah, yeah, who knows what will happen, um, you know, uh the the in March, the uh the the pretender, he um the pretender administrator he he denied the emergency ex parte um order. So uh so I'm gonna go, you know, with this information, a new one again and um now that i have this uh text and and see what happens tomorrow because like the officer was saying also man it's like yeah this is just he read he he feels he feels the he feels what's going on he i mean it's obvious man you know um yeah Yeah. and 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 maybe that's all good you know i i I don't want to bring any bad vibes or, or anything to it just be prepared for what you're not prepared for, 
you know, I mean, nobody thought in, in this case uh, of my friends that, you know, the, the judge was going to say, well, I'll take that as valid evidence, even though she said on the record she was mentally ill. You know, it's like, so you got to be able to uh, just be ready to object to it. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, yeah, I will. Make because... it... Oh, yeah. Daniel, do uh, have something to say? Yeah, actually, I tried to jump in there, but this might be really interesting for you. Um, um, just throw an interesting thing out here, not that uh, I'd like to get too much into numerology, but the first two letters of the name of Jesus in Greek are the iota and the eta, the, uh, how do you want to say it? Uh, sometimes uh, they, they say it's superimposed one on the other. You might have seen it this way, the I and the H together, and uh, old coins and what have you. And one on top of the other, it's a numeric value of 18 in Greek, and it's in a very early way to represent Christ in our, in our past. And uh, you might even look at the epistle of Barnabas and uh, Clement of Alexandria, so um, uh, do your own little research on that 18. But this is where I'm, why I'm bringing it up, because Matthew 18, 18, Christ, Christ, as it's, um, as it's symbol, symbol, uh, symbolized here, 1818, uh, and it says to you, truly, I say to you, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So uh, I send you forth as uh, sheep among wolves. So keep in mind that you have a very powerful place to play in this whole equation you have the ability to bond things and so what is what did you bond today and did you and what did you uh put in the in the kingdom of heaven to have heaven stand behind your bond and just bringing david's earlier message home with the scripture that's why i wanted to do that david kind of like put a cap on your earlier message about talking about the bond and talking about bonding our claim and talking about bringing equity in and all that so Yes. Hey, uh, and we'll, get to, hey, we'll get to that stuff as well. Go ahead, go ahead, Frank. Hey, Sorry. Hey, all right, thank, thank you. Hey, Dan, I don't know if you heard me. Um, I asked, um, could you email that letter that you read to uh, Tisha and myself and Johnny? Hello? Daniel, you there? No, that wasn't me. That uh, who, who was that? You were asking me, Frank? Yeah. Say it again, please. Re- repeat the question. I'm sorry. I thought you were asking David. I just missed it. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was saying the letter that you read. Um, okay, the one today that I read tonight. I was, yes, I was, I was uh, asking if you could email that to Tisha, myself, and Johnny. I'd be more than happy to, um, to email that. And better yet, if you've been, uh, I don't know how much you've missed, but uh, David and I have been working relentlessly to do things that might uh, assist in some of these things as we are working. Uh, actually, uh, we've had hours and hours on it. But, yes, I'd be happy to give everybody a copy of that letter that was sent. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, actually. Um, David, do you, have a, do you have a copy of that? I don't. So if you send it to me, anybody can get a hold of me go. as well at we, at, uh, we, we, a for yeah, man right. in Babylon at gmail.com. Yeah. And true, you guys, most of you three have my email anyway. So all you could do is ask me. I'll I, I, I bounce it that way as well, but I will send it to you, David. 
It's a picture. Yeah, this it's a way picture. If anybody else doesn't have it, they can get it from me. It's not a word file, just so you know. It's a photograph of the actual letter he sent. So it makes you cool and nostalgic, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, great. Well, thank you, Daniel. Uh, and also, thanks, David. I will I will follow up with you guys uh, after tomorrow. And that's because I've been working on, as you know, David, uh, some some uh, some good ecclesiastical research also. Yeah, yeah. And, and so I have a lot of that to fit in which I've hit um, into the record in 2015, so I have a lot uh, more to add to it, and uh, that's what I'll be um, adding to um, adding to my ex parte uh, tomorrow. And, and if they, they, they deny that, I think it's going to have to go to to a federal um, because they'll be denying a, a religious, you know, um, a religious accommodation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that'll fit right in. Your paperwork I'm not worried about because everything has been ecclesiastical, so it'll fit right into the religious claim that, that we're going to bring in the uh, declaratory uh, judgment action. And we'll get to that. We will get to that this week. Uh, we've just been playing uh, – well, we haven't been playing at all. We've been working hard sunrise to sunset on, on all kinds of things, but this is definitely still top priority and – we're just trying to get it done so that it hopefully will bear some fruit and get your fruit back. Well, well, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you both, you and Daniel. And, and yeah, I came in, Daniel, at the, just like maybe 20 minutes ago, and, and I was listening to you all, and uh, when actually um, uh, Karen had thanked uh, both Linda and, and um, Lori. Lori. Uh, yep, yep, and... Uh, and so, uh, so I'll be listening to the recording. And uh, but I did, uh, you, as you mentioned a few times before, that uh, that Miss Linda had um, recovered from her illness. So, so I just want to say, uh, you know, if she's still on the call, uh, thank our heavenly Father that she's recovered and and uh, you know, in good spirits and health. Amen to that. Oh, Amen. thank you. <laughs> Anything, because you're, because, because, Ms. Linda, I, I heard that, um, you know, you are, uh, how can I say, uh, uh kind of like, um, uh, with, with, um, what I'm, what, and others are, are going through. Anything that you could share regarding, regarding the family court and custody and so forth? No, I don't have any experience with those things because I haven't been through those things. And I hesitate to say anything about it because I I simply haven't been through it. Yep, I understand that that that, that I comprehend that, and uh, and I appreciate I appreciate that honesty there. And um, and um, with the ecclesiastical, from what you the not that knowledge, I'm thinking that that could be helpful with. However, you what was this process? The, the way she did something, David, where she had signed, I think, um, according to how Yolanda I, did before. I put everything in the Lord's Prayer. I put the, um, the given names of all of my children in a Lord's Prayer, and each of them their own because they were born at different times, okay? Uh, although in the beginning, I put all of them in a single Lord's Prayer. Well, since then, I've had a little bit of time to do it differently. 
and I put their names in um, a separate Lord's Prayer, uh, one for each. Um, so the Lord's Prayer is already finished and put into the office of postmaster here. All right. So if anything does happen in the future for any reason, and all of my children are older than 30 years old now, um, I will have it first shows dip. Claim. Yeah, yeah, it shows you have first claim. Yes. Awesome. That's good. Yeah. And 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 what I've said earlier, that's I've always only only has stood on um put in put in uh, the scriptures uh into my court case. I haven't done anything other than that. Only only uh God's law. And so and so that I actually um I have Proverbs four. Proverbs four in there that's going in there uh tomorrow. Uh, with some additional um, scriptures that I got, so yeah, that yeah. that's crossed my mind as well. The Lord, the Lord's prayer. Um, that well, it's my yes. understanding so you, you can put it in in the Lord's prayer at any time. Okay, and it doesn't matter what time you do it because your time is always going to um, be greater than their time because their time is fake. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's right. That's right. And and, and with, with what Daniel said is is what you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And yeah. that's part of what we're working on as far as that as well. Uh and, and yeah. but you can bind you you can make a I mean the bond with your child is a bond with your child. That's that's a bond. And you yeah. bond that to heaven. You know, Absolutely. and that is, you know, God is the surety. You know, Yeshua is the surety. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. I actually picked that on and this song. That, that child is God's property. You're only a trustee. You're only a steward. You only have, uh, you know, uh, for a short time. Yep. That's right. So you're a steward. It's, it, your child's always God's property, not property of the state. And that's exactly. the wrapper. That's the, that's the legal person that they are wrapping up against. And we have to bring yeah. that into the proper, uh, you know, that um, uh, capacity. we got to get your, your, your child out of the capacity that they're wrapped in. And yeah. we can do that through a bond which is what we're working on. <laughs> so it'll be bound on earth and in heaven. And I think that a Lord's Prayer does that wonderfully. Yes. It, it puts does. them in a bond position wonderfully. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm all glad right, guys. Yeah. Has, uh, still stayed on because I'm, I'm still driving. So you all take care. Blessings to everyone. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for joining me tonight, and uh, I will send out copies, uh, you know, the recording uh, to as many as I know. If if I don't send you a recording and you would like one, shoot me an email at the letter A, F-R-E-E-M-A-N-I-N-B-A-B-Y-L-O-N, a free man in Babylon at gmail.com. Happy to send your uh, copy of the recording. Other than that, 
everybody, thank you again, and, and have a blessed night, and thanks for joining me. I really appreciate all the questions and all the participation tonight. And uh, if you didn't get your question answered or the ability to ask it today, uh, either Wednesday or Sunday, you are welcome to join. Thanks, and have a great night, guys.